Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of The Value Pack. That's definitely not the second time I've said that. Uh, we have a special guest uh, today, very, very special indeed. But first, we gotta thank our lovely, lovely patrons. Uh, Garmoth.com, Hawaiian, I Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Calahad, Melt On Your Mouth, Minaria, Slytech, Talus, Acceptum, Thanks, and Wavesy. Appreciate you guys and everybody else who supports us on Patreon and who supports us on our individual Twitch streams. You guys, the real ones. Uh, like I said, we have a guest today, very special guest. Uh, he was uh, you know, generous enough to grant us some of his time uh, taking a, a break from New World. Or maybe not. He might be playing it right now for all I know. But uh, it's Kerr. Thanks for joining us, man. Yo, what's up? Thank you for having me, man. Hell yeah, I, dude. I, uh, I listen to the podcast almost every week, bits and pieces, and uh, I was like, damn, dude, I want to be on this podcast. <laughs> and, and like, but I don't want to ask, bro. Like, is that is that rude if I, like, ask, like, can I can I come on or something like that? So then, like, the other day, I was like, screw it. And I, I just asked. So <laughs> I'm glad to, to be with the boys for a couple of hours. Yeah, definitely glad to have you, man. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Wait, you asked? That's so. That's I feel honored. Yeah, dude, I asked. Oh my god, dude! Now she didn't tell us that part. Yeah, he wouldn't have let you come on if he did. You should have waited. Oh, a little damn, dude! <laughs> you should have waited a little oh, longer. Shit. Normally, Nayashi PayPal's people. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Desperate man. We'll um, talk about that online. Come on. I <laughs> wanted to ask you, Kerr, a couple questions kind of about yourself so how long have you been playing bdo for those who don't know you what do you play and uh i don't know what do you what do you do what's your story uh so i started bdo back in 2016 uh around june of 2016 i it was before the servers merged i was on uno server which is hey, not yo rp uno boys. Server, okay? uno boys um I've played Tamer pretty much the entirety of the five years, except for like a three month break. I took a three month like early this year where I was just tagging any and every character and moving my gear around to kind of like find out what I like. But yeah, I've kind of done everything there is in the game. Uh, I've played it a long, long time, man. Yeah, when I first saw when I first saw your stream, I thought I didn't even realize you were NA because you were life skilling. So I was like, oh, this, <laughs> look at this EU streamer just life skilling yeah, it up, dude. man, making money. I had this like eight month phase where I was like, okay, dude, look, I want to hit 300 AP, but I don't want to reroll. And Tamer's PV is shit right now. So I was like, okay, well, what if I sell my combat gear, get 2000 gather mastery and just like chop trees for like 350 mil an hour to 300 AP. So I did it. And then... I went back to combat stuff. So that was kind of like how I got into that that eight months or nine months of life skilling. Yeah. And then you started grinding and I was like, oh wait, he must he's from North America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's on our server. 
Um, all right. So you, your, your home base is tamer, right? Like no matter how much you reroll tag other stuff, like the one class that you actually like love playing is tamer. Is that correct? It, it's the one class I always go back to no matter how much I try to like play other stuff. Yeah. Which is really weird. I guess it's kind of like you and Kuno in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm stuck. Uh, unless the rework <laughs> doesn't fix things. Yeah, I'm at, I mean, Kerr was in the same boat, like, until very, very recently, because uh, I ask her about it all the time, but I know um, until that May 26 patch and people kind of started figuring out that you can grind at least somewhat efficiently on it, it was, you were like, you know what, man, like, enough is enough, and you rolled off of it with coupons, right? Yeah, I actually while. started playing uh, Succession Guardian for a long, for a, a long while. Um, I put my gear on the Succession Guardian, and then <laughs> I would tag a different character like every like two weeks, something like that, Jesus. and just kind of playing everything. Yeah, I, I I bounced around a lot. I played like Dark Knight. I played like Sork. Uh, messed messed around with Awakening and Succession Guardian. I messed around with Sage for a little bit. I messed around with just a bunch of different classes to kind of like see like fuck dude like i want to play decent stuff for a little bit how yeah, long did uh, you play zerker for uh i actually didn't play a whole lot of zerker i i, Snatch, I dude. <laughs> with zerker i was mostly like i found myself mostly pvping on awakened zerker because i love the pvp and like i arguably like this might be a hot take but i think awakened zerker is the highest mechanical difficulty class in the game i'm not and uh I don't I'm know if that's you. a hot take, but I, I think I, it no, is. No, no, I, I like this guy. Can we replace the memo uh, with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I always say it's that it's that class and Awaken Ranger, but Awaken Ranger played at a high level, not like just basic Awaken Ranger. Like those two classes are insane to learn and master. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm not gonna say it's like the hardest class, but I'm talking about like the mechanic, like your mechanics have to be on point with Zerker. Like, obviously, there's the Q buff and things like that, but, like, when it's really down to it, like, you watch someone like YoFam Steve, and you're like, bro, are we playing the same class? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I didn't really last a whole lot on the Awakened Zerker with the PvE, because I was, like, hand-bustering, and that's saying a lot, because, you know, I played Tamer for years, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I like Zerker. I like his PvP, honestly. Um... And now you're back on Tamer, and uh, how is how is the state of uh, PVE on Tamer for you currently? I'd say that Tamer PVE currently is the best spot it's ever been. I don't know if it's because like of my gear, but just the overall like uh, damage output of the class in PVE is probably the best it's ever been. Honestly, like, I can't really think of another time in the past five years where it's been better. Um, it's better than back when tamers were running all over Maine on pirates pulling like 20 mobs. <laughs> I mean, at least, but then it was like, it wasn't because you were good. It's because, you know what I'm saying? Your, your, the, your party members wanted to use you for the tags. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? That's sad, <laughs> but uh, yeah, our, like, it's in a pretty good spot in terms of PVE. Like if it, if it stays like this forever, I would personally be fine with it. Most of her woes come with like, what, what is your purpose in any kind of large scale fight? Right. Like siege and stuff like that. But yeah, her PVE is really good right now. Like I, I would say that if Kuno was in the same PVE state as Tamer right now, that Frosty would probably be happy with it. Honestly, dude, all I've been asking for is to be average this whole time. Like that's it. 
That's all I want, man. Well, I, I wanted to ask you though about specific, what do you think changed it? Because like when I saw the patch notes coming May 26, I was like, dude, Kuno is going to be so good. Like they buffed everything by a ton. And then like I go <laughs> and grind and I'm like, wait, like why doesn't this feel this good? Like what the hell? So what, what was it about Tamer that made it feel a little bit better in PVE? Cause like everyone got damage buffs. So the Tamer one was kind of weird. I would kind of attribute it to the Dark Knight or the Mystic treatment where it was like, so they almost every couple weeks they would buff a skill that was kind of pointless that didn't really do a lot. But then those little tiny changes added up coupled with the ability to cancel roaring for the really easy like long range pull, which is something that Tamers complained about for a long time, you know? So it's like all of those little changes over time added up to like, oh shit, like you actually do pretty good damage in PvE now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sort of like how like, you know, they were doing tweaks to Dark Knight and Mystic over the course of like a month. Like every week they would change a little damage here, a little damage there, things like that, right? So it just kind of added up over time and out of nowhere, it's like, oh wow, like I can actually pull mobs now. So that was probably the biggest thing. Yeah. What about uh, what about PvP? How is Tamer in one v one, and how is it in uh, group PvP? Um, so one v one is kind of weird because I still I still have hold the belief wholeheartedly that two fifty AP and below Tamer is the best one v one class in the game, hands down. Now, when you're at the point of 300 plus AP, that's when it gets really weird and really dicey because your tamer follow-up abilities do the same damage, whether you're 100 AP or whether you're 300 AP. So, like, it kind of gets to this weird situation where you're still having to do, like, multiple abilities, whereas, like, a sage can T-pose you and you're dead, right? Like, or, like... You know, you catch a Serpent Ascension for all your HP. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird when you're talking about deep, deep in-game. But I would say around, like, soft cap and below, definitely still the number one PvE class. Or PvP class, 1v1. I love that it's a Sage will T-pose you. <laughs> Dude, literally. I, I, they just T-pose and everybody around them dies. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it is kind of... It's crazy. That class is crazy. The thing is that's so nutty about that class is, like... I mean, so I've been playing Corsair recently and everyone's like, well, wouldn't the class just be good if it had a grab? And it's like, yeah, but like Sage doesn't even need its grab and I can kill people. Like I can lock the grab on Sage and kill block classes. Like it's like yep. not just the grab. There's like so many other things that are making this feel like not great in certain matchups. Um, but Sage is just like the class just is crazy. Next level. It's crazy. And this is the post nerf, right? Like this yeah. isn't even the, this is like after they quote quote tuned him down a little bit. Yeah, this is them in the wheelchair, dude. They could barely move now. <laughs> Their wheelchair fucking hurts. It really does. Uh what about um group PvP? Tamer and group PvP. Large scale group PvP siege, is node war. It's really odd, dude. Like it's one of those things where she she's kinda in the archer basket, if I will, where it's like there's nothing you do that another class doesn't do better. Right. So for example, Archer, he still has his range. He still can, you know, get some damage out on people from from decent range away. But mages and suck ranger do what he does better. Mm -hmm. Right. And a similar for Tamer, where it's like um 
she used to be a really good 100% bot, right? So every time you get your 100% up, you'd go in and one shot like 15 people, which obviously that was too overtuned probably at the time, right? I mean, that is, but, um, well, then they nerfed it by, I think it was 27%, and it's pretty big. I, so I still, I have like double pin black star and like three. 14 Nuver with a tri Nuver or something like that. And fucking, I still do less damage than I did with it a year ago. So I don't know. Her siege position is yeah. kind of weird. She's in an odd spot. Why is but, Valk um, the only class that was allowed to keep their 100, man? Anna got buffed. Anna got sped up. Yeah, yeah what lower the fuck? cooldown. They're like, Zerker, Tamer? Nah, get out of here. Valk? Eh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a little buff. Like, what? Why? <laughs> The Tamer one, or I mean the Zerker one was, I'm sorry, but that, are you talking about their 200%? No, the 100. Oh, the 100. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, for me personally, this is, I, this is like everyone feels differently about this, but I, um, I don't, I can't stand the whole like, oh, every 10 minutes, my skill one shots 10 people kind of thing. I, I don't know. It's, it's awful. I think it, I don't I like just, it on any class really. I, I, I for, wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it, the ults doing that much damage, if Rage Transfer wasn't a thing. I hate Rage Transfer. I, I wish it yeah. didn't exist, in all honesty. It I mean, I, I personally think that they should have did something differently than, like, sweepingly nerf the 200%, because I know this is a completely different topic, but it's like, I feel like they should have made it so if someone specs into a full Tungrad set yes. for accessories... They're yes. giving up the ability to have the extra accuracy that other accessories are going to have anyway. So, like, they're not going to have the same damage, like, threshold they would have in certain, like, 1v1 situations. But they would have a passive that allows them to, like, personally grow up to 200% BSR and use their own their own 200%. Like, I think that would be interesting, right? Because it adds more strategies to the to, like, the siege situation. And someone has to, like, get full like pin tongue rat accessories like that's no small feat for end game right all right can we poach kerr onto this podcast because <laughs> my god <laughs> like that's literally what i said like forever ago i was like dude i don't understand why tongue rat accessories don't get you an extra 100 so that if you build full tongue rat accessories you can get to 200 by yourself and then just get rid of rage transfer and then you don't need to put a stupid 30 minute fucking cooldown on 200s somebody can choose to build four 200 specifically and it's going to take a long time for them to build up that 200 and they got to make it count Instead of yeah. it being just a stupid, like, hey, everybody feed your rage to the Zerker so he can bump his 200 out every single push because it's busted as shit. And then yeah. in, instead of actually making it, like, an interesting play style choice, they just make it a 30-minute cooldown, so it's basically dead. Like, why? Why are we killing yeah. content? I just missed, like, the diversity, right? Like, you used to have the Sork balls. So, like, Sorks would use their 100%, and they did, like, really decent damage, and you would, like, coordinate your pushes with the big vacuums with the Sork balls. And obviously, you know, you have your Valks and your Zerkers and things like that. Like, I just missed the days where the 100% had big impact, but I can understand where Frosty's coming from, where it's like, okay, well, we have so many people. If everybody can blow up eight people with their 100%, then it's like, you know, maybe that's not as much. Fun, you know? Yeah. Dude, I, I those Zerker clips give me nightmares. I don't care how much you guys think you should have those two hundred percent. No, 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 it definitely it I it definitely did too much damage. 
Like, for sure. I'm not going to disagree with that. Like, it did way too much damage. But, like, my my problem is that instead of, like, trying to fix it in a way where it would still be, like, fun and you could still use it if you wanted to, they essentially just got rid of it entirely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, up until... I, I guess Meteor Shower had it and they used that for a while, but that was a little bit short-lived. And, um... I don't know. I mean, outside of Zerka, it wasn't like everyone was using 200% anyway. It wasn't like really that big of a thing. It was just kind of a couple classes. Yeah, because most 200s are garbage. But yeah. that's what I'm saying is that like, why not make 200s good and then allow people, if they want to use those 200s, if they want to be able to make those big plays so, every like 15 minutes or so, then they can spec in that direction. Okay, you know? so let's say they do. Let's say they went that direction. How many people are we talking about you should be able to kill by yourself? With using your two hundred percent, with a two hundred, I mean, well, obviously it's going to depend on like gear score, right? But I mean, I don't know. In an ideal situation, like if we're talking ideal situation, absolute most kills that you could get with your ult, I would say maybe like five. Yeah, I mean, if it was somehow like that, I that would not be so bad it's just like like you definitely can't have the old zerker 200 where you're clearing entire balls of 30 people with one fucking ult that's not okay obviously but like as it stands right now like valkult still gets like fucking three to five kills every single time they use it so like why can't 200s do that i don't I know mean, like three kills every time he uses it gets and 50 percent grim reaper <laughs> gets like five kills every time they use it and Look, you know the list goes on Ra raiden's like one of the best at, at valk ulting and i i still see him sometimes jump into groups and he gets only one kill sometimes yeah none. for sure so but uh, i'm saying again i'm talking we're talking like because there's so many factors that go into how many kills do you get with a skill right so we're talking ideal optimal situation like i still pretty like i wouldn't say frequently but fairly often see valks getting like three to five kills with their ults whenever they're playing it right and they're getting like those really optimal like perfectly timed perfectly executed type ults i get that but again, like another, I mean, I, I don't even think that's how it should be. Like uh, a lot of Valks feel differently about this. Some, some like it, some don't like it, but it's like in between those ults, they're not getting kills or they're getting right. very, very few kills too. And that's the difference. It's like, okay, so I mean, the Zerker 200 was succession, so that's a different beast, but like the 100 netting you five to 10 kills and then your Q buff every three minutes. And then now it's actually good in between with the new skill and the changes they've gotten recently. With seismic, yeah. It'd be like, exactly. <laughs> that shit's scary, the thought of it. But yeah. um, I don't know. A lot I guess of it just depends. potential damage. Um, yeah. well, and, and the I thing mean, is with, yeah, yeah, Sage does do that, and, but like no one's okay with that except for Sages, yeah. right? Like we all want that <laughs> to be looked at. Like I don't know why all of their skills are 200%. But they are right now, and they probably need to be looked at. So I don't know if that's a bar of like, well, we should all just be doing that. I don't know. I mean, I like I like the idea that classes like Tamer, who don't have a whole lot of impact during a fight, have that one moment where they can turn a tide. But then yeah. they go back to like, you know, you uh, you have to stay on the outside and just pick people off. Like, I, I kind of like being able to have that ultimate weapon play style or like just different kinds of uh, like varying points of usefulness. But 
obviously, you know, that takes tuning to make it not oppressive and things, right? So, and that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe 200s don't even have to be about like killing 10 to 20 people. Maybe it can just be about like setting up for your guild so that you can make big plays or something. I don't know. I just, I think that the rage in this game is so old that it's really like there's so much more that they could do with it if they wanted to. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, it dude, could I'm be all so aboard much the train that Tungrad a set should have a set effect. I mean, especially so the accuracy is so important anyway. And who the fuck is using a pin Tungrad belt? Like that that's overpriced garbage, if we're being honest. So I, I would really like a set effect. That would be interesting if you should get if you could get 200% BSR yourself yeah. and obviously make it take like 20 minutes or something like that. So you're not spamming it. But, you know, once every 20, 25 minutes, you could do something like that, maybe. I well, know. and I, I don't think that you need to have a cooldown on it if you get rid of rage transfer. Again, rage transfer is like the cause of so many problems regarding rage in general, both hundreds and two hundreds. If you just get rid of Rage Transfer, I feel like that solves a lot of problems, honestly. So if you get rid of Rage Transfer and you allow players to build up to 200% BSR naturally, I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there, but I, I, I feel like that would be... Honestly, for I me, I, that would be fine. regardless if they ever make alts useful, I wish they'd get rid of Rage Transfer anyway. I don't know. I'm not a fan of Rage Transfer. Um, really? Yeah, not really. Like, Why, why specifically? I mean, I'm not a not necessarily opposed to the idea of getting rid of it. I'm just curious on your thoughts. I mean, it's the if you've ever been in a platoon where you're just feeding people, it, it's like such a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah, it, I guess it's it's it doesn't really flow with how things should be combat wise. Yeah. 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 Plus, Especially when you have something like shy, which increases your rage generation, right? Like as an actual skill that they have that you don't have to stop. And like, be like, okay, everybody, pass your rage to the Valk. Yeah, and usually the only reason you're doing it is because something is insane. Like, it's not. Yeah, like Zerker two hundred or Valk hundred or like whatever. Um, I wanted to ask you specifically, Kerr, before we move on to the siege stuff. What do you think they could do outside of the alt? What could they do to Tamer, in your opinion, to make it more viable in large scale? Um, and siege. Mm, I'm not sure, dude. I know it's a tough question. I will I will give you my PR answer, dude. Okay. okay. My my fa my fantasy answer. Right. My fantasy answer is I would like them to index more into the mounted Haylang combat, right? Okay. So like like Haylang has a health bar and he actually takes a decent chunk of damage and can be CC'd and things like that. I like the idea of the mounted Haylang combat where he takes the damage while you're mounting him. And then once he dies, you can't summon him for like X amount of minutes, putting some kind of like punishment there and like being able to like, you know, do damage from like the back of him in the middle of like, like with the, th in the thick of it, it's kind of, it would be hard to balance, but there, there's something similar to that on BDO mobile that they could pretty easily, I feel like they could pretty easily port over, but. Yeah, Isn't that's he my like idea. Stupidly tanky. He's very tanky, yeah. <laughs> He's very All right, so I'd be okay with that if they just nerf him down a bit. Yes. <laughs> hey, He's they, like basically impossible to kill, I think, right now. Do you do you remember the uh I, I so I was maining Tamer 
around the time Striker came out. I'd made it for about four or five months um, at that time, and Striker came out. And I remember when I was dueling Strikers in BA, if like literally just fighting them, their clones were killing the Tamer pet. Do you remember? Yeah, like, I remember. There was like a weird bug where uh, where or like summons were doing massive amounts of damage to to Haylang. Yeah, it was annoying because when you'd go to respawn him, you would get CC'd. And then when he wasn't there, you felt like naked, you know, like oh my god, yeah. I'm striker. um, I guess it's kind of like a good thing with like the class reworks thing is like I'm kind of scared for it, dude. Like I don't, it's kind of weird. Like it's like they're they're being f like they feel like they're forced to prioritize this now, and I don't want them to like make any kind of crazy changes to make a class lose its feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess we'll touch on that, you know, eventually later. Um, I do have one tamer related question before we go to the siege stuff. All right, shoot. Uh, what passive would you like to see replace the weight passive? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, the weight passive is really weird and like outdated. The fortune blessing with the twenty five weight or twenty five weight limit. Um, they eventually added fifty HP to it, which was like a hey, we see it, we see you. Um. <laughs> I, I would like I'd like an evasion passive, dude, for a class that's like so squishy. She doesn't really have any evasion scaling, honestly. You have like one or two ability, or you have one ability with awakening and one ability with succession that's like a six percent evasion buff, but they're really weird abilities. And a lot of times if you're using them, you're like probably gonna die. So I would like her to get some kind of like evasion, even if it's only like a two percent just something something there just something simple yeah what do you want your unique passive to be for tamer like they said they're gonna they're gonna give something similar to how sage can open doors and uh the mermaid can swim what do you want for tamer what's your class like weird passive and hash can sprint through the desert right with yeah. no stamina cost and extra ah, fast true. I want it so that mobs don't attack you because you're a beast tamer. Oh, so mobs don't yeah. aggro onto you naturally. Yeah, dude, the spitball. How about that? That sounds that sounds awful for grinding. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's actually really bad, but I, it's, like, it's the first thing that came to mind. Okay, you just totally nerf tamer grind completely. There's like, yeah, just you, ruined. You got to kill one mob at a time now where they're standing. It's the only way yeah, or, or 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 like Chad said, make it so that Hey Lang is like a decent horse because currently he's like a he's equal to like a T three T four horse and he can't auto path while on him. So like, make him a decent like horse off the get go. Make him not better than like a T eight, but you know that could be interesting, I guess. Yeah, with like make, with him T, make him a T eight with sprint that can auto path. Or how about this? You could like you could like sacrifice your horse to him, and he can gain that horse's stats. So you still have to have this horse, but he can basically like be as fast as your horse. So that Dude. way, there's a point in having. God help you. With I the brains, though. love that idea. No, that's over. That doesn't happen anymore. Dude, I love that <laughs> idea. Though. It's just so funny to know. think that that used to be a thing. <laughs> Dude, if they so, what, did that. So what would you do when you try to like? So wait, what tier were you saying for that? So what? currently, he's so currently he's like the speed of like a T 
three T four horse. He's been that way for years, and you can't auto path on him. And even so that makes him kind of pointless. Yeah. So like sometimes I'll I'll pull him out in the desert and like hop spam, and it's a little faster than like just regular running sometimes. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, well, if he could like just you could feed your horse to him and he would have their speed and they'd have to show it ride him. you'd have to be able Obviously, to watch yeah. it it'd be a 10 minute clip of your hailing just <laughs> mauling this horse oh god <laughs> dude i i always hated to that like the hailing like you you leap like four times and you're out of stamina and doing that slow ass walk dude yeah. it feels so bad it feels so bad dude i would like that actually being able to like ride the wolf again because yeah. it used to be good, bro, back in, back, um, back in the, in the early day. days in 2016. At Marie Cave, dude. Dude, people only had, like, T2, T3 horse at best. The Oreo T3 horse that came from the pre-order of the game was, like, the best horse at the time. <laughs> so, like, Hey Lang riding was good, dude. And you, it was, like, you, like, felt stylish. But there were more tamers back then, so. Dude, it, it, it also, time. I mean, they could also go the lazy approach and just make it so, um. Like you can just skin if you're a tamer, you can just change your horse look and it's like a hailing. True, actually. Yeah. I mean that would be even that would be even easier. Make it, it easier on them. Even easier. All right, let's talk about siege. Um, so last week we talked about the siege rewards and kind of the way they described it, but the actual patch came to KR this week. Um so we, we got to see what the rewards actually are, and they put up an announcement on the NAEU website that says, so let me find this real quick, um, advanced notice of Conquest uh, War information reset, says due to upcoming changes to Conquest War format, the Balanos Serendia territories will be placed in a work-in-progress state, as the Balanos Serendia uh, will be revamped in a different manner afterwards. In advance of these upcoming changes, the Conquest War information will be reset during the Wednesday maintenance, August 4th. Please take note and plan accordingly. Um, they're going to remove all forts, command posts, field headquarters, et cetera, et cetera, on Wednesday from territory. So I believe, um, yesterday I was a little bit doubtful, but I'm a little bit more confident today, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be getting the siege reward changes this week. Um, and here's what they are. They're kind of cracked. So if you participate in siege and your guild loses, everybody in your guild, including mercs, is going to get 150 mil in gold bars and 10 war medals. Um, if you participate in Siege and the Siege stalemates, everyone in your guild is going to get 500 million gold bars and 36 war medals. And if you participate in Siege and you win the castle, you're going to get 2 bill in gold bars, 1,000 ancient spirit dust, 100 cron stones, 84 war medals, 3 loot scrolls, and 3 supreme old moon scrolls. Holy shit. It's pretty wild, dude. It's yeah, it's crazy. Pretty freaking wild. Um, so now that we know the actual rewards, <laughs> uh, your guys' thoughts, starting with you, Kurt, is this something that's going to entice you to want a siege? I, I think this is a very, very good opportunity for them to get people interested in siege again. I know I, I used to be crazy about Siege. I was uh, back in the day, I was in this guild called Fortune. That's kind of like a shadow of its former self at this point. But 
me and like Dark Crusade and a bunch of the other oldies would always do Siege. And it was, it was fun, right? Like, obviously. Dark Crusade. Yeah, dude, the olden days. So, like, I, I think this is a really nice way for them to reinvigorate some people interested in Siege. I just, I hope they, like, they, they're going to have to figure out the meta stuff, though. Because, like, I... It's not very. It's not fun to fight Sage for me personally. I I I, I don't. I don't, I don't think it's really fun for anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not very fun. So it's like, well, I and I'm also very stubborn, and I don't like. I don't want to be forced to have to, you know, roll to tag the or roll. Yeah, yeah I'm because I'm very stubborn. So I, I will say that this has piqued my interest, and I am very curious to see the changes that they're doing because i think it's a really good change personally i think it's really really good um because it's like well why don't you make more money from doing siege right like even back in the day the siege payouts used to be good like crazy good like that's why that's one of the reasons man up got as strong as they were because they sat in valencia city castle for like what 60 something weeks and never got pushed out and they just had all that payout money every week so i think it's good that they're i think it's interesting that they're modern like modernizing the siege payout and making it actually worth going for games and hopefully it makes people interested in fighting and we get some non-stale like siege scenarios for a change yeah i think it's i think it's very interesting that they're doing all this um, I mean, are you excited to siege Nashi on your Maywa? I think it's definitely it's it, honestly with the payouts the way they are, especially if you're in a guild scenario where you know you're not necessarily guaranteed to win, but in a really good position to probably win if you guys just perform. It's almost like part of your your weekly grind. You know, you yeah. kind of have to do it. True. I can see that. Like, it, I, if you want to stay, if you want to stay relevant gear wise, you have you to see it. You think? Well, but here's the thing: uh, is you only get the rewards. You only get the rewards if you win. So yeah. there's going to be. So as an example, and and it'll probably go down once people get used to it. But in KR, the the standard number of guilds placed in Medaya are one or two, and yeah. I, I'm this just in. So the siege in KR this Saturday because they, they got the changes on Wednesday. They had seventeen guilds placed on Medaya. Yeah, which is like you're That's not going to be able to just Egg. freely get the win every week. It's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on if this continues to be hype for guilds and whatnot. Because like, if it ends up being something that's, you know, like only the big guilds will continue to participate then you know it will be a lot obviously a lot easier for them to maintain you know consistent wins uh, maybe not necessarily every week but consistent enough but yeah no it's yeah i mean here's the initial the hype for sure will be a problem for like a bigger guild to win because i'm sure they're going to get ganged up on right so yeah so the other thing too is like I don't know. I, I was trying to like break this down. I was talking with some of our, our guildies about this. And like, if you, the, the payout is equal to uh, grinding basically like a day at orcs, like anywhere from, I don't know, four to eight hours of grinding orcs. Right. Um, yeah. plus you're probably going to be using a draft every death. You're probably going to be using perfume. 
probably paying for church and villa, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if you use whale pots and whale elixirs, but all that stuff adds up. Potentially the siege is gonna last up to four hours and you have absolutely no guarantee of winning. So that's why I don't, it sounds like an insane amount if you think about it like, oh, I'm just gonna win this every week. But I don't think it's gonna be that easy to win every week. Um, yeah. I think it's gonna be pretty hard, especially with how clustered it's gonna be with the APDP caps being added. Um, and with Balano Siege not even being able to participate, so everyone's going to be on the three castles. That's true. I forgot about the APDP caps. So yeah, the bigger guilds won't necessarily be quote unquote as strong. Yeah, it's just it's just a matter of how many of their members show up, which typically the bigger guilds will have the bigger attendance. Plus yeah. the accessibility of you're not going to be restricted, and you're going to be able to node war still. So there's going to be a lot more guilds that are like, yeah. well, I didn't want to be locked out of node wars. So I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Kerr, how you felt about the um, the APDP caps that are being added to Siege, Medaya and Valencia in particular. Um, I think the APDP caps are kind of interesting. I haven't like dove too deep into what the actual breakpoints and things are for them. I did want to ask a question since you guys do T1s a lot and I haven't really bothered with T1s. So is accuracy capped on T1s? Because I saw on the when I was looking at those stats for the cap sieges, they capped every stat except accuracy. So it like does that or does that trivialize evasion on those sieges if your evasion is capped at, you know, 20% and plus the the flat amount of evasion on your skill sheet but accuracy isn't capped good question and that i didn't know because I, I did notice that accuracy was not capped on those list of stats that they gave yeah i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure um i do believe it is capped you think it's capped at do you know at what amount what is t are t1s I... capped accuracy capped that's what i'm saying i i think it is capped on t1s i'm pretty sure um, I can ask Kevin real quick. He should probably know. Yeah, maybe it was like an oversight and they just kind of forgot to put it there or something. But like, it was kind of maybe like, huh, that's interesting that they capped like evasion and all the other stats, but they didn't cap accuracy on it. Um, I'm more so not too keen on how much that's going to change. I guess maybe it'll let more people get in, right? Get into it. Um... And like oh, close the gate or close the gap between people that want to participate, but I'm not sure how, how big of an impact it's gonna have, to be honest. Yeah, so Mina brings up a good point. Uh they did change T1 caps recently, and so people are still trying to figure things out. Um, and some people are thinking that there's some wonkiness going on with the caps. Um, so I think the T1 community is still trying to figure out what's going on with the new caps but uh i'm being told by kevin and the reason i asked him is because he has a full accuracy build um basically like a meme build that's just built for accuracy purely hmm. he says uh it's not capped right now but they plan to add it later he says that they put it in the patch notes apparently yeah ah interesting gotcha okay okay is an accuracy what is he running like a Jesus neck or something? What's I honestly don't uh, would... uh oh let me ask him for his gear. I was like Reslar malfunction there. <laughs> um, I just know he was 
I think he was 298 AP, and then now he's like 270. Or yeah. some shit like that. Um, what do you guys, How do you guys feel about the, the loser rewards and the stalemate rewards? So the losers get 150 mil, 10 war medals, and, and the stalemate gets 500 mil and 36 war medals. I think that's fine. It still covers most of the cost of their, you know, prep resources, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would so, say so. I, I mean, maybe the 150 doesn't necessarily if you're in a long ass siege, but it at least mitigates it a little bit where you don't have to feel that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they also put it there because they made it so in this siege change, they made it so that you can go to siege even if you only have a tier one node. Yeah. So you don't have to have a T, you know, one of the high tier nodes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I guess that they don't want to make it too, too good because then people could easily just like, like drop a drop a fort and then not show up and all their members get 150 mil in the medals, right? So I guess this kind of seems like them trying to find a middle ground where they want to reward people for going and losing, but they don't want it to be too good and cause people to just drop just to try to snipe, right? Or like get right. the free silver. They said there was going to be some sort of minimum requirement. And I don't know, Blue, we have yeah. Blue in chat. Do you know what, what, what do you have to do to actually get the loser reward? Because they said something that they had, they were going to have some sort of stipulation so that people don't just place uh, for it to get the the reward but i don't know what it is um and then the stalemate thing or they call it liberation basically if like let's say if we go to Medaya and there's 10 people placed and the previous castle owner gets taken out which clears out the castle but no one actually wins there's still like multiple guilds left then the then it's liberated and i think I don't know if the, the guild that was in the castle would get anything. Maybe they would get the loser reward since they were the holder, but I'm pretty sure everyone else on the node would or on the territory would get five hundred mil and thirty six war medals. Mina's saying they increased fort conquest fort costs to one bill. So wow. that's a pretty good reason to not just place. Uh also I linked his gear in the Discord and <laughs> Frosty if you want to pull that up. Uh he's got uh tet tauros belt tet revived oh necklace God. and uh two Jesus. tet ominous rings <laughs> this my is his God. t1 build right now yeah this is his t1 build yeah do people even have that much evasion that you need this no i no. <laughs> he literally just has a hundred percent hit rate regardless <laughs> <laughs> he's a oh he's a tamer too so he's suck tamer though I mean, Tamer hits pretty fucking hard, so the accuracy is probably nice. Yeah. 230, 219, 293, dude. It looks good, man. Oh, I don't know if I ever told you guys, but I got my first uh, 100 bomb in Nodware a couple wars back. What's the really? Bomb? Just just one yeah. Zerker ult killed 100 people? No. <laughs> I think it was 119 total. We were fighting a bunch of, like, really weak guilds. And so it was just, just basically dynasty warring everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Which we're on T one, so that's saying something. But yeah. Yeah, you're ruining the scene. Um <laughs> Toxic ass guild. And you guys want Zerker buffs. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want Zerker buffs. I want BSR to be usable. Nerf uh, nerf Q buff. I've been saying this for like three years now. Yeah. I was this was a hot take I, I had on uh, 
we were talking with some guildies, but I was saying I actually don't think if if you take away Zerker Q buff, I don't think Zerker is that that busted. I think it's in a good spot, and I wouldn't change it yeah. personally. But um, a lot of people think that that skill needs to be nerfed, and I, I just I feel bad. I worry for Zerkers. Hopefully, it doesn't. But I do worry for Zerkers because people are honestly. I would be okay with nerfing Q buff if they made Giant Leap iframe the second you get into the air. Yeah, those two don't go hand in hand. Um, I they need to. <laughs> uh, I mean, they need to do that regardless, right? I mean, they probably need to do that with like a lot of abilities too. I, there's like a lot of classes that go in the air, like Poor Tamer, Pole Vault, now uh, yeah. Wipeout. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of abilities where, like, when you're in the air, it just gets so wonky. Let's not forget though that Guardian can do Infernal Nemesis with the iframe starts before the animation. So, and then they can linger it, right? Or is that not the same Must ability? Be nice. No, no, no. Is that, those are the weird old... to anyone else? Yeah, you got me? a little bit crackly. Kurt. Yeah, that that was the old oh. nemesis pre. It doesn't linger. It, it the oh. the protection. It's not even protected actually on the hit either. So if you CC them, you can do a CC attempt right when they land. But they usually like do it into that slide into the triple iframe thing or cleansing. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's the Siege Rewards caps. I, I think it's coming Wednesday, which is going to be crazy. I don't know why else they would wipe everyone off the territories if they're not going to give us the changes this week because everyone's going to be on the territories yeah, that, when the actual changes come out. So That feels like it's definitely going to happen this week. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with this change for me is the cap on mercs. Like I think that's yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that'll be nice. Because one of the biggest, I guess, one of the biggest reasons as well that I haven't really cared a whole lot about siege in a long time is that there's just no guild loyalty, right? Like you don't have to be loyal to a guild if your guild can just merc in and fill. Like if a guild can just fill their entire slots with mercs, right, at any yeah. given time. So capping the mercs to ten, I hope it kind of brings back some of that guild loyalty and like the drive to actually build a guild yeah i would also i would it do you think it would be helpful or at all interesting in any way to add some sort of like merc loyalty thing where if you consistently merc for the same guild maybe you get slightly better rewards than just like picking up randoms just to fill slots i mean What was the first option? Yes. No, I'm just saying, like, would it be interesting to add some sort of Merc loyalty system where if you consistently Merc for the same guild, so, like, the same guild picks up, has, like, the same core group of mercenaries instead of just picking up bodies, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> someone says Merc cash back rewards. <laughs> 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 yeah, Mercs get one percent cash back on their loyalty, dude. I like it. They can if they if they always shop at the same guild, they get a discount on their gas. I'm into that. Yikes. Dude. Um, I don't know. I mean, that don't. I mean, to me, that feels like it's promoting Merc. Mercs to me should is should be a tool for like your guild leadership or the guild can't war this week, but you still want to go fight. Like that's what Merking should be in my opinion. And I think limiting it to 10 kind of helps achieve that a little bit. It won't fully. Yeah. Um, but I also think that these rewards are going to make it very difficult for people to find Merc slots as well. Because 
let's say like I don't know if I'm a guild and I'm like dead serious if I'm a GM and I'm dead serious like I'm not gonna just bring anybody like because there's gonna be a lot of people trying to murder yeah you're, you you're only gonna bring people that you know that are like you know gonna perform well and that sort of stuff yeah um True. especially like reducing the caps again is like now those spots are like precious right <laughs> Yeah, I'm really curious, like, I have this fantasy playing out in my head that, like, we go to Valencia, and, like, it's capped, and we're there, like, Apox there, the pack's gonna hate me for saying this, but let's say Apox there, Corrupts there, and just a bunch of T1 guilds just run us over. (laughs) I just think it would be hilarious and, like, really funny, because I think, like... I don't know. I don't know what everyone's expectations are of how it's going to go, but I I think a lot of people think like, oh, blank strong guild's just going to get free two bill every week. And I, I think it's going to be a lot harder than that because the T1 guilds are probably going to band together. Um, and a lot of T2 guilds are pretty friendly with some of the T1 guilds and they'll probably band together with them too because like, no one really wants to see the same guild win over and over, you know? So true um so here's the one thing so i i still wish that they would this is just gonna be my my last point on siege i wish they would do something to change the way the actual castle works um yes but at at the very least if there's at least a lot of guilds on a territory then you're gonna have some field fighting like in calpheon when you're not pushing the castle the rest of calpheon siege is super fun um, on Medaya, when you're not pushing Castle, the rest is super fun. And then Valencia is its own kind of style because it's just wide open everywhere. Um, but it's also super fun to open field fight in Valencia. So hopefully um, hopefully a lot of guilds place on all the spots because I think the open field fights are going to be fun. But pushing a castle is is awful. But cannon teams have gotten so improved now. I don't know. Maybe it won't be that bad. Um, all right. So let's talk about the... Uh, you guys want to talk... I kind of feel like we got to talk about the, um, I don't know how, what order to do this. They had this Invin interview thing that kind of has a bunch of points that I think we should go over before we do the dev note. Okay. Um, cause this one just came out today, I believe. And, um, they kind of, it was almost like a, a Q and A or, or, or something, but there's a, a long list of, let's see, it goes down all the way down to 32 different things. So I'm just going to read exactly what Invin Global has, and we can just talk about each one. Okay. So starting from number one, Node War Conquest well, War. You should yep. clarify that this is Google translated. <laughs> this is Google translated, but it's Google translated. It's not like that bad. It's not like the normal patch notes. It doesn't seem as bad because they're like sentences and they're not trying to figure out skills and random crap. Um, so number one, node war conquest war. I should have done it earlier, but I was afraid workshop restrictions and rewards have been strengthened this time, but in the future, we'll try boldly to listen to opinions of users so that we can move forward further. So that we kind of, they do plan on doing buffing the node war rewards, um, similarly to what they did to the conquest war. Um, number two, this says 8,000 participants in node war bustling remarks. There's a lack of specific explanations. Um, this is, I think referring to the, the Heidel ball when they were talking about all this stuff. Um, and I think I used frivolous words regarding the Tormian event being criticized, um, as a Tormian for repeated work every year. Basically, I guess the Koreans were complaining that the Tormian event 
it hasn't been anything new forever. They just keep recycling the same stupid event and not changing anything about it. Um, so they said that they're thinking about the rewards and that they're preparing a, an event that they hope is more enjoyable for Halloween and they're going to try to improve uh, events in the future and not just repeat the same thing. Um, number three is, it says convenience patch. Recently, as the convenience patch progressed, there were many stories of... Um, I could have done it, but I didn't. In fact, in the meantime, I was in a hurry to fix various issues and bugs. The reason it became possible recently is because I listened to users' requests and invested more in the convenience part for the developers. Um, we will have uh, parts that are still inconvenient, so please give us your opinions actively. So basically, all these little fixes, I think probably this ties into what happened with the uh, the 100 stack res, how the cooldown was kind of long like all these like oh you mean how the interns struck once again yeah so <laughs> these little annoyances that are um what's it called uh bothering people that people have been submitting feedback at. basically they just haven't really been paying attention to it and now they are and that's why things are getting fixed and they're going to try their best to keep listening to people's complaints about like a lot of the little stuff um so costumes in the future they will develop each part separately first of all we'll separate from the magoria costume that came out this time we'll do our best to allow for more free customization so they want costumes to have are there they heard our everyone's feedback i guess about this pirate costume about how it's like a one piece thing and they want to separate it so you can have more customization mix and match costumes in the future which is huge um huge that is also big, uh, can, can i can i can i just point out uh an extra thing onto that as well it's not just like the parts, but also the dyeable things. Like there are so many things on so many outfits where if you dye it, it actually dyes like two or three different things that maybe you want to be different colors. It's like, why? Like, I know it's a pain in the ass, but like, let us be able to dye like every piece of an outfit, you know? Yeah. Um, I agree. Your mic sounds beautiful now, Okay. Uh, char <laughs> char <laughs> character reboot. As stated in the letter, uh, it will be carried out at the end of August. So they're going to start putting characters on uh, Global Labs with the reboot at the end of August. The reason why the new character has good performance is because know-how is concentrated over time. Basically, they, they I don't know, they know more. Um, it is not intended to attract external users, though. This uh, so-called new character and old character also needs to be modified, but it is a bit late. Um, it will be a method of receiving feedback um, to affect the direction of the reboot, patching it to the Black Desert Lab, receiving additional feedback from it, modifying it again, and then releasing it officially. They will do their best to include as many opinions as possible from users. They sympathize, uh, sympathize with Corsair's stifling movement. I don't know what that means. But essentially, um, they understand that a lot of these older classes feel completely outdated, and they are hard pushing to improve this. Um, ASAP to get the reworks out quickly and listen to feedback. Um, so, yeah, they're they're working on that. It's also going to come sooner than expected. And in, in their other dev note, they kind of talked about how they're going to push back some of its new content and focus on the character reboots and other quality of life stuff um, because that's more important. And that's what adventures actually want. Um, sixth. Tuvala enhancement, new adventure related. I realized that the barrier to entry is high for Tuvala reinforcement. Um, I also kept running around in the long commercial. This is our mistake. We'll improve it. Like the, <laughs> I think, like the the patch that raised the stack with Blackstones 
Um, this time will continue to improve enhancement. In addition, will enhance convenience for new users, such as making it easier to find the scarecrow. I don't even know what that means. Um, but I, I think this translates to um, uh, they're going to make Tuvala a little bit easier to deal with for new players. Um, I think on for I think if you're a veteran player and you start enhancing Tuvala, you're like, oh man, this is nice. But if you're a new player and you just jump right into enhancing Tavala, I actually do think it can be a little bit jarring if you have no prior experience. Because, I mean, it still can fail a lot. And you you don't really have like a fail stack system tutorial or anything, you know? Kind of going on word of mouth. Um, so yeah, they're going to make that easier. Patch notes. I occasionally write letters to the uh, update notes, so I would like to review patches once a month and respond to suggestions. Uh, we also try to prevent users from waiting indefinitely by adding such and such pats, uh, patches next month. Not sure what that means. Life for now, we'll focus on PvP such as Conquest Wars and Node Wars. So life-related patches will be delayed a bit. The trade reorganization has also started, but even if it comes out a little late, the user will really think about what they want. However, um, they are also aware that the update of new content is late compared to the battle of life. So life skillings is kind of going to be a little bit delayed. I guess they're aware that life skilling needs work, but they're kind of pushing it back a hair because uh, they want to get the PVP stuff that they've been promising out. Um, oh, devs will do monthly patch reviews and KR staffed as weekly patch videos. They'll have devs on once a month for further discussion with player suggestions, feedback, kind of like a fireside chat. Okay uh balance in the case of balance it seems that if you want uh a in the meantime fix b or fix b2 and buy resentment i don't that there we go there's the google translate at its best now adventures are trying to patch in the direction they want give a lot of feedback so that you can pinpoint what you want it's hard when everyone is different if you give feedback with one voice we'll make sure that we can improve it also i think it'll be helpful if you talk as much as possible rather than talking like asking for an upgrade um I think if we give them organized feedback, that's what they're saying. That they can work on, on changes. Things that everyone like agrees on are, are bad. Like uh Samer's pole vault being super armor while in the air. You know? I think we can all agree it probably shouldn't be super armor in the air. <clears throat> it should just be fully unprotected. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh no. Oh. Lord. Could you imagine, oh, dude? No. It's like we, we heard Reslar's feedback about giant sleep and we removed the super armor. You're welcome. <laughs> but what are gonna... your guys' thoughts on that specifically, though? Like, isn't that kind of weird to where they want us to give them less direct um, feedback rather than, um, you know, they just want to, they basically just want our feelings on how a class feels rather than how it actually performs. Doesn't that, you know, seem odd? Um, I don't know. It, I mean, no, I don't know. It, it seems like they, they want feedback, but they want it like in a more uh, slightly organized sense instead of just, <clears throat> I don't know if you go to like the NA EU forums, the official forums and you read like what everyone wants. I know I was reading through these, uh, <laughs> these hash changes that someone's asking for. And I, I like, can't believe my eyes on some of them. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe they just, yeah, want, I mean, like, there, there's some instances, but if like, it, when people like, and some of the ways that people have to describe things, it's, 
it doesn't really it doesn't really clarify where the issues are typically like saying for example um you know like if i were to describe like some with my class you know currently what's going on with it like i feel that my movement is outdated you know like and it needs to be updated in order to compete with a lot of classes these days that have had their movement updated in some capacity or the newer classes which have more improved movement okay well then they're going to come up with some you know their own unique solution to it but it could ultimately not necessarily even help out at all like even though they feel that way i don't know it's so bl blue kind of like uh tldrs it in a they basically said instead of just whining and saying buff x class please kind of thing they want more feedback but also want a discussion instead of just saying buff xyz they want like organized feedback slash discussion. But they, they, they don't want a discussion though because they no, don't they actually do. discuss anything with anybody. They don't well, they don't actually ever communicate with anything. Like for example, with the with the feedback for the, the winners of the PvP tournament, they wanted them to fill out a survey. Yeah. There's no communication. When they originally said that they would be speaking with the devs, where's the communication? I mean, I don't know. They I, they just I, want the same thing that's done on every single forums, Reddit post or you know, that's just cried about on and yeah, but various they, different but they ask you very like specific that. questions instead of saying no, like they really don't though. I, I mean, looked at it. I mean they kind of at it. It's, I mean so have I. I. I read through the whole survey. Like a lot of that is saying like what is wrong with this? What what do you think is weak? What do you think is strong and why? Please give detail. Yeah, they're very broad. They're very broad and when it comes the only thing specific was actually like what do you think their your new passive should be for your class that correlates to how the hash the sage and the uh Mm -hmm. um corsairs is and it's like, also, that was the only like, specific thing that they actually brought up there's also a real big difference between the treatment that the winners from naeu and other regions got as compared to the korean um did right because the koreans actually had like an actual meeting right with yeah them, whereas the naeu it kind of gives you that feeling of being like brushed off to the side where it's like you're filling out a survey like obviously you know i could get that like they could get a lot of information from a survey but it's like dang dude like you couldn't just give us like i don't know some kind of like even if it was like just through like instant messenger or like some kind of discord conversation or something right so where you said that they could get a lot of information on survey i would say that they haven't shown that they did surveys in the past specific to classes uh, i believe it was about a year or two ago that they literally put out form posts that were designed to collect information for the specific classes they got a lot of feedback from individuals hmm. um and none of that they stuff didn't really do any, it was they didn't implemented? do anything they didn't really do anything with it. They really didn't. I mean, some of the stuff, I don't know, like, uh, I, okay. I guess I mean, like, none, so none, none of the balance patches across the, I mean, I haven't seen the, the what the Maywas were suggesting, but none of the changes that Maywa got were, were implemented. None of the, like, the core skill stuff, like, wasn't to do with, like, people saying, like, they're not as protected and it's hard to deal with, like, this and this and this. Like, all of that is just random. The only I, thing that they the only thing that they actually did follow up on was the the pedal bloom being super armor. Um they changed moonlight dash to being super armor prior to that if I remember correctly. So that one was already done. They took away the the CC on it and made it super armor. But the the pedal bloom that they 
they did that change, but then they made it a core skill. So that was partly why they did that. I don't know. It it's I just don't I don't I don't feel like I've seen the kind of like follow up on the survey related data. Mind yeah. you, I'm not obviously directly communicating with them, so well, it, it all depends this... on how they truly I mean, they just, they're, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, like, how quickly, I mean, obviously, there needs to be some sort of feedback and whatever, but I don't know, like, how quickly they were going to do that or what. Like, we haven't gotten a balance change yet, so it's not, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I guess, like, maybe we'll see at the end of August when they start doing changes if they took anything into consideration. Um, Treasure. It says, uh, it seems that the meaning of the infinite potion has faded a lot. I think it'd be good to introduce small level of fragments to introduce treasure with slightly weaker efficiency. In particular, new users are aware of the holding situation because of the potion. I think they need a change. Also, we will realistically improve the weight of the general potion. So I don't know if this is saying that they actually are going to add like a mercy piece, if that's what they're saying for sure. It almost sounds like they're going to add like a weaker version of the infinite pot is almost what it sounds like to me. Am I crazy? It does say, or well, I think it would be good to introduce a small level or fragment to introduce a treasure with a slightly weak, weaker efficiency. I don't, I mean, I don't know how, how do you make a, like an infinite potion with weaker efficiency without making it kind of crappy? Well, the kind of scary part is the last sentence where they're talking about we'll well they're gonna make the general potion better. Like, what do they mean by that? What I think they're gonna lower the weight of the general the pot. Weight, yeah. yeah. Oh, like do they mean like the actual the weight LT. or like the impact? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. The LT. Yeah. yeah. Be fine. Okay, they're talking about just like the literal. That'd be weight. funny. It's like the potion's gonna feel a lot better because we're gonna nerf normal pots. You're welcome. I was <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if that's saying mercy pieces or if it's saying like maybe like we'll introduce mercy pieces for a separate treasure item that is like the infinite pot but not as good is almost what it sounds like to me. But again, it's through Google Translate, so God only knows what they actually mean by this. Yeah. <clears throat> I I'm not sure honestly, but uh yeah, mercy mercy pieces would be neat. Um, I know a lot of people say that it's not necessary, but I think it is. I'm not saying that you have to have it to where you could get the full pod in a hundred hours, but like at least make there be some end goal where it's like if you truly do get absolutely fucked by RNG, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, right? I mean, I think all the treasure items should be similar to the Orzeka, where it's like, okay, well, yes. even if you have the absolute worst RNG, you get your hundred leaves, you get your item, right? Yes. Even and exactly. so like even if it doesn't have to be like a really common item, they can even make it so trash. Like you have to trade an X amount of trash from a spot for a piece. So at least at that point you have some skin in the game, right? You're trading silver for for this item that you want more than the silver itself. Just any kind of like fail safe that could be put in place to just save the person that gets fucked mm -hmm. by grinding three hundred hours and blood wolves, right? So Talus brings up an interesting thing. He says Maybe a special drop that will act as 250 pots before it expires would be cool. So like a like a you know similar function like one pot, but instead of it being an infinite pot, it's one pot that acts as a specific number of pots, like 250 or a thousand or something. You know, that actually, it wouldn't be a bad idea. 
Um, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I don't know. Who you knows just, what you just take? You just take less and less sips. The bigger quality or bigger quantity it is, you know. <laughs> I I hope they do just add mercy pieces. And again, I don't I don't want it to be like, oh yeah, you just put in fifty or a hundred hours. Like it can be fairly high. Like you can make it like five hundred hours, right? It's just the fact that you give people a goal to work towards. You give them a sense of progression, no matter how small it is. That goes so far in terms of people's mental. I think 150 failsafe, 150 hour failsafe for a single pot piece is fine because that's that is a lot of time. It's not a lot of time for the for for like the hardcore gamer that can put in 10 hour days, but in the grand scheme of thing, 150 hours is a kind of is a decent would, bit of time. Would it be if they made it similar to Leaves at Turos? Do you think that that would be bad? No, I think that'd be fine. I don't know how long because you have to grind Turos, but it's pretty long to get that. A while. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. A while. At Turos, it's um, one leaf every four to six hours. And usually it's heavily weighted towards the six hours. So it's really, yeah, it takes a while. Like, again, I don't think, I don't even think you have to put that much emphasis on, like, it has to be a certain amount of hours. Like, what's the balanced amount of hours to put it on? If you just give it a value, right? If you just give it a number of hours, that where people can just work towards and they can see that progression slowly building it would go so so far man it would it really would yeah i mean i agree I, i've always thought that that should be um added also the the i wanted to mention the pot weight even separately from the infinite pot needs to be reduced just because hp pools are so much larger now you have to use so many more pots to yeah. heal back up than they used to be so it's like pretty outdated with how yeah. much you have to carry. Yeah. Like, I usually go through close to a thousand pots per war because I can load up with 500 health pots and I usually have to refill once per war. So. Yeah. Um, all right. 11. Character customization. We'll discuss things like Dark Knight's skin and try to improve it. The current hairstyle is actually the style from 2014. I'll add it for 2021. I'm actually trying to prepare a new look hairstyle for the character reboot this time it would be better if you put it together on the suggestion board and post it um i i guess customization's kind of not good i don't know some of the one some of the older classes too like some of the hairstyles and i don't know how we don't have more hairstyles and i don't know how every class doesn't have access to all the hairstyles to be completely honest too i think True. it's so dumb um number 12 exchange otp Try to introduce OTP, but the actual OTP use rate was around 10%, so I couldn't force the majority to 90%, but I'll find a way. That sounds so like, yeah, that's just for the, that, that's why they added that drop rate thing to try to get you to use, is that what it's talking about, right? OTP is like yeah, the two-factor Yeah, one-time password. Right. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know. I They fixed PC registration to where PC registration gives you the buff as well, and I'd much rather just have that than do the stupid password thing. Um, yeah. And then let's see, uh, camouflage. It is difficult to remove the camouflage suit on red battlefield, etc. I'll try to think about the issues that are difficult to distinguish between friendly and foe and lack of individuality, um, such as design. When you wear camouflage clothes, why not have something other than your name? For example, unknown adventure written on your name. This is what I've been saying forever with, with ghillie suits. 
Um, we'll also consider the ability to put different skins on the camouflage suit, just like extracting costume modifications, uh, extracting only in camouflage function with crystals, attaching them to other clothes, etc. Yeah, I, I don't know why with ghillie suits it doesn't say unknown adventure at the top. And so that way, like, the visual is the same, but it just hides someone's name if they don't want people to know who they are. Yeah. Uh, I'm being informed that the OTP thing is actually for something different. Uh, Muna says they wanted to introduce another system where you can only register things on the marketplace above 20 mil with an OTP. This was non-mandatory, but they added it on KR a while ago. Apparently, it just didn't get used. Interesting. What the heck? I've never heard of that. I have never heard of this either. This is the first I've heard of it as well. Gotcha. Okay. Um... Housing, the housing is actually used for cooking and alchemy functions in particular. Cooking tools and the like are consumables, so they stick together and often inconvenience to replace. Let's see if we can replace it with a rechargeable one. Let's see if that gets changed. Mansion, the difficulty of the mansion uh, is too high. Um, they failed to adjust the balance. They'll significantly lower the difficulty of the mansion and add a special furniture that allows users to, um, to catch up. The difficulty that, with a mansion? What? Well, wasn't it just spend 50 contribution points and you get it? Yeah, but I think they ended up lowering that to five and lowering the five, daily yeah. amount they have to pay from five mil to, I think, one mil. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, 50 CP is kind of high for basically 50 CP a is a lot, yeah. Yeah, that you have to break down your your economy, your passive income economy a little bit just to get it sometimes. Right. Um... Inheritance, it has become a room of time and spirit and labor market. I'll consider ways to make it fun, such as using 10x to get a stronger monster. Um, I think this is talking about, is this talking about scrolls? And how about a very strong monster comes out in a taxi and when you die, you go back and think of how? Oh, yeah, I don't know what this is referring to. Maybe we can get a, uh, a blue translation on that. Um, Chief maid, honestly, it's a double charge. I will refund everything. I'll add the senior maid function to the existing maid. So this got put in a post on KR, um, but basically um, the head butler that allows you to move groups of stuff are going to be removed from the game. And that's just going to be a feature of the, the butlers and maids by default. So you'll be able to add groups of stuff. And if you paid for butlers and maids, they're gonna refund you for paying for them. So that is a nice change. Um, let's see, do, 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 do. Uh, buff. If you eat the wrong food buff, item elixir becomes uncomfortable. I'm gonna be, add the ability to remove buffs. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God, bro. Jesus Finally, God. holy shit, dude. Why is, why <laughs> is that like five years in? Dude, oh my, literally just let us right-click a buff to get rid of food, please. Thank God. No, not all maids and butlers are getting refunded. Head maids, the, the one that lets you group stack and move stuff. The newer ones that just came out. Um, Yeah, the buff thing is so nice, man. The amount of times where I'm like, I go into, I want to go to RBF, pop a PvP food, and then immediately come out and grind, and I can't because i got to wait 12 minutes. For my PB or, or some rat rolls up to DFS in your spot, and that you have your simple cron on, and they're fucking rocket exquisite and giant draft and shit. Now you can like switch over for the duel, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, that'll be so nice, dude. That'll be nice. That's a good change. Um, zoom, I will make an on off function. It must have been a burden to forcibly hunt after 
eating for 30 minutes or an hour, however, in consideration of the bug, maybe a cooldown of five minutes. So please understand. I don't know what that's referring to at all. Maybe the food cooldown? Because it's 30 minutes right now. Maybe. I don't know why it says Zoom. Because, well, yeah, I don't understand that, but it seems like it was in reference to what you were just referring to. Zoom item increase scrolls. Oh, maybe they're just going to add an on-off function for loot scrolls. Um, but there will be a cooldown. Okay. If this is yeah, this is referring to loot scrolls, everyone's saying. So yeah. if there's an on-off function, that I'm fine with that, even if they never add the point system. If I can turn off my loot scroll and it's just like a cooldown of five minutes to turn it back on, like I can live with that. It's better than what we have now. Yeah. Wasn't Zoom that really awful superhero movie starring Tim Allen? You're thinking of uh Jingle All the Way with Arnold. Ah. Um, I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, great, both great movies. But uh, twenty Federation, we will continue to receive opinions on on the Federation. Let's do it in an actual broadcast. Um, let's make one hundred fifty, two hundred people participate. Well, I don't know what is the Federation referring to. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Pet, there's a lot of talk about increasing Pet's loot speed. How about adding a fifth generation, upgrading from fourth generation to silver coins? So I think this is saying allowing you to upgrade to tier five pets with silver. Oh, Guild Union Alliance. Okay. Um. Yes, please make it so we don't have to spend hundreds of dollars for T five pets. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, the other, yeah, the other one, the Federation thing is, I guess, referring to the Alliance thing. I can't tell what they're saying they want to do though. Um, I guess they just want to have a discussion on it first to see because room. They originally had that plan to allow 200 people, but only 100 par people participate. Um, I still kind of hope they do something like that. 150. 150. That would be perfect. Yeah, 150 is uh, one of the ones in there, too. 150, 200, and let only 100 people participate. It'd be, it'd be kind of no, cool. I, I'm saying the... the I think me and you came up with uh, that idea a while back. Oh, oh you mean just 100 people in 50 people participate. 100 people in a guild of 50 people participate. That would be literally perfect. Yeah. I know people are mad because then you can only have 50 people participating in a node warrior siege, but it would help so much with the lag. It would help so much with balance. Like, dude, it would solve so many problems. Yep. So many. Uh, move server. The server movement cooldown was created to eliminate various kinds of abusing and harassment. However, it seems possible to reduce it to about 10 minutes because there's already a guild-based server. We'll also include the ability to change the guild-based server, which is currently impossible. So you'll be able to change your guild-based server, which we don't have that yet in-game, um, where you can set like a home server and change on the fly. But um, they also are going to reduce the channel change cooldown to 10 minutes, which would be suit, which will be really nice. Um, camp. About the opinion that it's too hard to find a campsite. Let's break the installation restrictions. I'll consider changing the camp lying function to another key instead of R. Oh yeah, thank God. <laughs> Dude, the other day I was grinding uh yes. I was grinding imps with Amortat and he set up his tent to like pop something and we circled three separate times while circling by the tent. He went inside it and laid down. And I was like, Dude, you're actually griefing our trash. And there's also a lot of times where you're trying to put your tent down, but it's not like a flat surface, and the game's like, nope, not here. Yeah, that shit's annoying. Yeah, this was a uh, uh, res. You remember uh, Airfro, but that one of his suggestions is give us a fifty dollar option to buy stilts for our tent so we could build it on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so that'd be cool if they if they remove some of the restrictions for where you can install it, at, at least on like inclines and stuff. I kind of understand yeah. roads, but then in grind spots, some of the roads are not actually roads and shouldn't be counted as roads. Yeah, either. they're just like dirt patches that yeah. just give a sense of like this area has been traveled through. Um, elemental weapon, I think this is referring to uh, Elvia. There are opinions that it's too uncomfortable to wear. However, if you change the belt type, sensibility will change, so I'll try to improve wearing it more conveniently. That's good news. I mean, dude, honestly, I would say slightly lower the drop rate and just make it a buff. I don't see why it can't be a buff. I, I don't understand. I, I wish someone could explain to me why it can't just be a buff, like a fat PvE buff or something. But I don't know. Um, crest bag. It seems appropriate to move the treasure to the family bag um, so that other characters can use it as well. I will change that. Thank God. They, this is all like literally reversing their what they were saying at the hideout ball. So we're apparently they are going to eventually make it so you can put treasures in your family bag. Thank God. Not that I have any treasures. Can't fucking get a goddamn potion piece drop to save my life. Well, you're never going to get it at orcs. Uh, damage notation. Or bloody, I mean. Uh, first of all, I will experience it in the global lab. Think about applying it to the live server. Actually, it's not impossible. But the reason I'm not stubborn is because I'm afraid this will make the game bleak. When damage is marked, users are eventually classified according to the amount of damage, and this can become a support condition for filtering users in guild, etc. In the current Black Desert, there's no damage mark, so I think that even users who lack control are playing their own role. So they are leaning more towards considering damage numbers in game, but they'd prefer not to do it. They'll keep receiving feedback and consider it. That's what it sounds like. I don't like, like their, I don't really like their rebuttal. Cause it's like, yeah, sure. It's like, obviously people can't bully someone about their damage numbers or use that to get them in a guild, but they're just going to look at your gear score. Like what's the difference between like, what's your gear score? You know, I'm having some, making someone have to have like 560 gear score to get in as compared to have to do a certain amount of damage with the skill, right? Like they're kind yeah. of the same thing. I mean, Kurz is a support tamer. Just let him in, guys. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I, need that, I need that three bill a week, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it should just be an opt-in thing, honestly. I honestly... I, I also wish they would simplify. I don't like how it looks in Global Labs. Personally, I I wish that they would, um, maybe in battle or like in battle arena, they should let you customize it and do different versions. So you could see it, but I, I feel like open world, they should just make it when you hit with a skill, it totals out all the hits and gives you the total number, just for like looks, or at least give me the option to switch between it, because like dude, those numbers are like weird. <laughs> yeah, the numbers are weird and like cascading. It's yeah, kinda, they're uh... kind of hard to read, but um, damage numbers would be pretty awesome. Uh. 27 uh altar of blood savage rift i'm thinking of how to activate it by turning it into a season system so i'm gonna look at those two old, super old things 28 existing content hunting grounds will improve previous hunting grounds and story content uh guild drilling we're thinking of ways to speed up the guild growth and reduce the burden the drilling uh can make a tank later but uh i think it will be a little better if i go there also from the guild master point of view please give a lot of opinions that can activate guild i think that means um that can help the guild master improve the guild without I don't know, who knows. The guild guild masters are screwed in this game. Just period. Yeah, they're forever fucked. Um Ocean. I will consider the carrier skin feature. Uh, yeah, doesn't the crack not have a skin still? 
the the highest yeah. boat in the game. <laughs> uh, please report bugs separately. The galley seems to need uh, to be upgraded. I think it might be worth considering increased basic swimming speed. That'd be nice. Swimming in this game is really slow. UI, I want to improve the knowledge window. The old UI is correct. It seems like a good idea to have the adventures note turned on and be able to do thing other things. The function that can be changed to hunting crystal slash PVP crystal is a good opinion. Um, I wonder what they mean by that. Hunting crystal slash PVP crystal. So at the, do they mean like like you I have can you can have a, a grind preset for crystals and a PVP set of crystals? That would be so sick. That's a pretty that'd be that a crazy would be change. a good quality of life change. I would be so hyped about that if that ever happened. That'd be so nice. Um that would also buff the value of crystals because everyone wouldn't need like every crystal again or a second set. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I would. Then I could have my bloody monastery meme human damage set, right? And still not get gimped and other stuff. Yeah. True. 32 Imperial delivery in the case of the box weight and number. You need to check it. Um, can be adjusted because it is related to the profit balance. We'll also review the limited parts such as the number limit and server limit. Yeah, the server limit. I mean, I, I kind of understand the number limit, right? It's like a tied to your CP. Um, I've never really understood the server limit. Maybe someone else that actually life skills could help me understand what the benefit of limiting how many people can do turn-ins on a server. Heck if I know, dude. What is the point of that? Does anyone know? What, what is that? It's just an old system that's been in the game for years that they've never changed it. Uh, it's really weird i can't i've never been able to think of like a benefit for having a limit on how many boxes the npc will take yeah um yeah so that's that's this invent note i'll uh i'll link it here in the in the discord so you guys could have a look if you don't have access to it already um and then now is my first obligatory uh bio break so reslar take it away <laughs> Uh, okay, really putting me on the spot here is I just got back from a bio break. Uh, I had to deafen there for a minute because something absolutely hilarious happened. It's only funny to me because I'm a brainlet, but there was a Nova on their horse and they were holding their like mace thing in their hand instead of like the reins of the horse. And for some reason, it was like... <laughs> It was, you know, how it's an extendo mace, right? The Nova mace thing. Yeah, it like yeah. extends yeah. out. Well, it was fully extended up in the air, almost like he was flying a kite. Oh my god! <laughs> what the heck? I dude, I have never seen that bug before, but it absolutely fucking killed me. Oh my god, it was amazing. Uh, and then they started riding away on their horse, and it it legitimately looked like they were just flying a kite. Uh, okay, <laughs> so what, uh, whew, okay. Uh, so next up on the list is Corsair Awakening. So we, we haven't got Corsair Awakening, like, officially announced or released. Um, I don't think, as far as I'm aware, there's no video about it yet, but they did, like, un- I don't know what the phrase is, like how it was all like shadowed out or whatever. Unveil. Um, yeah, they unveiled the awakening outfit and the awakening weapon. Um, I don't have the picture I on do. me. I, Does I anyone have you. the picture? I got. Oh, you. Frosty has it. So, 
Yeah, um, the weapon appears to be, I think general consensus is that it appears to be some sort of spear gun sword, they, harpoon gun sword thing. They refer to it as a harpoon sword. Yeah. A harpoon sword. Oh no, so they're going to really, they're going to give him the better grapple arrow. I hate the the outfit, bro. I swear to God, if they so have another talk, range grab. Let's talk about the outfit, because I know, Frosty, you mentioned that you hate that it's not... Well, I mean, speak for yourself. Well, let me, what let do me, you think? Let me see if Kerr agrees here. So I have two major issues with the outfit. Sep individually, I think the hat is cool. And... Design-wise, I think the outfit is cool. I just wish it was like an actual full dress. I hate that it's a top and a bottom. Um, but together, they make absolutely no sense to me. I, I don't know why he's wearing like a dancing, like a, a, a dancing style dress and a pirate hat. It, it's super strange to me. But Kerr, what are, what are your issues with this outfit? It's, it's really weird, dude, because it's like you're supposed to be this dashing pirate but it looks like you're getting dressed to go to a quinceanera. Like it's like like what is what's going on, dude? They they don't go together. I don't. It's kind of odd. And it's like they really wanted. They really like indexing into that like skimpy. Less clothes is better, but it's not always better. It's kind of weird, dude. Like I know it sells, but I've, I, dude, I I think she should have had. I don't know if you guys have looked at the shy outfit for like the the recent set of clothes that came out, mm -hmm. but she should have had something similar to that, like actual pirate clothes with like leather and things like that. But yeah, I don't know why they got this. Like this is kind of weird. Look at the look at the shy one in the pearl shop. All right, let's see apparel. Shy, 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 shy. Outlaws of Margori. Yeah, this outfit is pretty cool. Like it should have been something like that, like actual pirate theme. Like why? Like why is it look like she's going to a party or something? It's kind of odd for a pirate. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of okay with the style dress. Apparently, this was like I don't know. Apparently, this is is somewhat piratey. It's, I I don't know if the openness of the middle is, but it's like somewhat piratey. But I, I just think it doesn't make any sense with an actual pirate hat. Uh, it could I, also I be the coloring, right? Like the coloring that kind of doesn't match. Like maybe if if it was dyed like the hat, or if the hat was dyed like like the suit, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, separate from the outfit, I I think the weapon sounds kind of cool. I know when everyone hears harpoon sword, all they hear is ranged grab because of the just now what three consecutive ranged grabs we've gotten on classes. Um, yep. I. I do, even though I'm playing the class, an arranged grab would definitely benefit me. Um, I do hope it's not arranged grab, <laughs> but um, I can't bet against it. <laughs> so I don't know. But the weapon itself I mean, to me looks pretty cool. I, I mean, it's really unique. I, I need to see what the skills and stuff are, but it looks pretty cool. It's almost like a given, I feel, that it's going to be a ranged grab, unfortunately. Um, Curry, your thoughts on the actual weapon design? I think the weapon, I think the weapon could be pretty cool, honestly, depending on how they do it, like a mixture of like mid range with up close combat type things. Uh, uh it's one of those things where it's like looking at her pre awaken because I didn't play the pre awaken because I'm not a big fan of the like Sailor Moon 
esque of it, but it it seems like she just needs like she's missing something and i don't know what it is but hopefully awakening give her what she's missing because i really like the shield break mechanic because it actually has a lot of impact on me personally i feel like when i'm doing rbf and i can't regen my shield for like 10 seconds like my block and i like i kind of feel like okay well i just gotta sit out of the fight for a couple seconds so yeah but i feel like she's just missing something else but i don't know what that other like intangible is and hopefully she gets that with like some kind of in like some form of harder engage i guess but i know a lot of people hate grabs and it's kind of like a sore spot for a large amount of the community but i kind of feel like she needs one dude which is weird to say i, I don't know you know I, I hate when players have to say that a class needs a grab I, I do. It, I know it well, hurts to say the, it. The problem is, is like this class didn't come with any catches, so it's like it's not gonna. So I, in my experience of fighting people, so they feel like they purposely designed it this way so that they could incorporate a grab. I mean, but they didn't give it a grab in pre-awakening. Its awakening kit is gonna be different. So I, I don't. That doesn't even make sense. They're not giving the pre-awakening a grab they though. They didn't give Hashishin a grab until his awakening. Well, Awakening and Suck came out at the same time, but yeah, I mean, this to say like the whole pre-awaken kit is designed to give it a grab, even though it's like you're it, the Suck isn't getting a grab doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's like it doesn't have any catches. Like when, so I've been fighting a lot of people in BA and and asking their like why they feel like I can't <laughs> I can't beat them, and they're like. After the first couple fights, once you get used to it, they have no, they have no sense of like, oh, I can't do this because he's going to catch me. Like there's no, like they can like use unprotected skills. Like I was fighting Amortat's mermaid and I'm like, dude, I can use shackles. I can use moonlight. Like I can use any, I can use a slow version of flash slash in his face because they just don't have any quick CCs to like, when they see something like, oh, I'm gonna catch you for that. It's like, once they see it, it it's already too late. Yeah. Um, whereas like, you know, if, if you saw me, like for, for example, like a uh, hash block jump. If a hash block jumps behind uh, Musa or Mewa, uh, a lot of times Musas will shout or Mewas will use their shout um, or whatever, they'll stub arrow, whatever they, they want to do especially if like you end up not teleporting to them and they teleport in place but like if a corsair sees a hash block jump the hash is fine like there's not you're not going to do something unless you already started a skill by chance so it's like weird it just doesn't have any catches i don't think the pre-awakening needs a grab i think the pre-awakening needs some way to catch opponents where they feel like oh well there's a little bit of risk of me actually doing this because i might get cc'd by something yeah like i think she just needs i feel like I I don't want to say she needs a grab, but she needs something that makes me feel like she has pressure on me. Because honestly, most of the time, if she doesn't use her little dive ability where she goes under the ground to like bait out my grab, mm -hmm. then I just kind of have to wait. Like she, once I see her going to throw out a whale, it's over. Like you got her right. Yeah. So like she just needs something to make you feel pressure, right? Like when you're against a ninja or a kuno, you're like, okay, like I'm wait, like it's a suck kuno your way. Like, all right, I have to wait for the flash slash. I can't get baited by that, right? Or like, like I know the block jump is coming. I have to wait for it, right? So they have that pressure. So the ball is in their court if they hold it or if they don't use it, right? So it's like, 
she needs something where she's able to cause pressure. And I don't know how they add that or how they're going to accomplish that, but I hope like awakening does it in a non like annoying way, like with range grabs and things like that. Well, she's going to have her little team of otters. Here's a, something funny. I was like showing, cause Miss Frosty was, uh, she was like on the, like hanging out with me or whatever during one of the streams the other day when we were looking at the, the silhouette of the, of the pirate when it first came out last week. And then I was showing her this one and she goes, she literally said last night, I was like, showed her this picture and she's like, what are, why does she have a bunch of bears around her? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know why they think these are otters for one, and I don't know why the otters actually have to be a part of this kit, but that's what's happening. They said in the translation, it says in addition in the trailer, the the pirate fish pirates who gave small laughs to many adventures with their humorous actions um, will be performing various activities beside her, so please look forward to it. So these otters are apparently here to stay and are going to be part of the awakening kit. So, yeah. Didn't they, uh, they showed a picture of like a little mini cannon and a pistol? They did. And yes. So that's probably going to be incorporated in some of her abilities, right? Summoning the otters to, to shoot those things. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Interesting. Okay. I, I told, I told, uh, my friend Amartai, he's, I, I keep referencing him because the only other person I know playing Corsair, I, that, it's going to be awesome when we have our little otter armor because like um, our guild can go hit, they can take the main ball one side and then me and Amritak could flank with our army of otters on the other side. And his response is, what the fuck am I going to do with an army of otter? <laughs> 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 it was pretty funny. Um, so, Dude, you say that until those otters, those otters are going to save your life in PvP, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance that the otters end up like the dragon on Mystic where it's like, eh, and then there's also better a hope chance... they scale with AP. Yeah, and then I, there's the I chance hope... that otters end up like Nova pets, where they're just the most annoying things uh, on earth. Noxiously fucking. No, I I want I want the otters to be like striker clones, and I want you in like three weeks, whenever you've played this class, to talk about the otters like Sphero was talking about the striker clones, where it's the boys. <laughs> the boys. <laughs> <laughs> you you mess with the corsair, you gotta deal with the boys coming out with cannons and shit. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It it makes it seem like it's just going to be like a for fun class that they're not taking seriously, but I, I don't know. I haven't actually seen what it looks like in game. I, I can't even fathom what it's going to look like. I'm like trying to picture it in my head. Like what kind of abilities is she going to have and what the hell are the otters going to be doing and how are they going to make it feel useful? Like what is grinding on it going to be like if you're sitting there planting a cannon and slow pushing it around? <laughs> I don't know. Do know. you guys know where like the that little write up about the pinned status came from? Like I've I've had like four or five people send me that and I'm like, where'd you get this? But no one has like an origin. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I haven't seen any hey, source it? for it too, so I haven't taken it seriously. So there there's a write up where some people are saying that the Awakening Corsair is gonna get a new CC mechanic called pinned, where if she uses a certain ability against a target that's blocking they get rooted in spot in that spot for x amount of seconds and i've had i've had a bunch of people parrot it to me but i haven't been able to find like where they're getting it from or hearing it from 
yeah i don't know it sounds fake to me that's why i haven't really like addressed yeah. it seriously because it sounds completely troll um because it's like everything about it is like they have a new pin skill that pierces any protections and leaves you stuck in place where you can't use skills or abilities and it's like I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something I, new, but that it sounds so like. I am being informed that this is a troll post someone put in the speculation channel of the Corsair Discord. Yeah, so that's how it sounded to me. So I was just like, yeah, I'm not giving much weight to that. Sounds crazy. Um, I don't know, but uh, I she they announced a date officially. She's coming on August 11th. Um. August 11th, what Just, is that? It, it will be week two weeks from last Wednesday, right? Yeah, so it'll yeah. it'll be on week six of her being out, which I still is like, I still think, I mean, I get it. Like, you, if it's not ready, don't release it. But it is crazy. I just don't understand why you'd release it when they did instead of re just releasing the class itself later. Like, why didn't they release Corsair this week and then come out the Awakening on the 11th? Well, see, they, they couldn't get. They couldn't decide if they wanted it to be a thirty-foot range harpoon grab or you know, twenty-foot. <laughs> so they've been in you know debates on that for a while. Frosty, someone in my guild pointed out something yesterday when we were all ripping on the uh, Corsair waking outfit and how terrible it was. Okay. Um, someone pointed out something that I I I completely even forgot was a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh. Because Corsair launched with Succession, she did not get a classic outfit. Nope. Same with... Well, the classic outfit well, might be released when the Awakening comes out. Yeah, same with Sage. Like, Sage got the one outfit, and then they got Awakening. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, I know. Where, like, that both sucks. those classes are missing an extra outfit. Whereas, like, Corsair... Yeah. Nova got, like, the base outfit, and then when Succession Awakening came out, they got two more outfits. I know. I completely forgot that like classic was even a thing well i think yeah, that, that one's sucks. considering i i think that one is class like if you open a classic box you get the corsair outfit so they technically didn't get an, a succession outfit i guess because hmm. yeah if you open i'm pretty sure if you open a classic outfit box you get the corsair's outfit um but yeah either way she's missing a costume and i i hate that too a little bit because like, if you look at Sage, is one of the things that kind of annoys me about Sage is, like, they all literally look the same. Every single Sage is wearing the same outfit because they just have no options. Yeah, the Margoria, because that's the best outfit. Um, so, I don't know. The Hopefully they release one, but, yeah, they haven't. Um, they also said um they can hear uh adventurers complaining saying that corsair is weak therefore they're preparing a patch to increase efficiency of some techniques and improve the handling to make hunting easier which is pv pve um god i hope yeah, they, this is coming they heard you. dude they heard you man. that this has been the thing it's like all right i don't awakening being delayed wouldn't bother me as much if she would i mean i literally have said this now on every podcast I think it's insane that her PvE is not great. I, I absolutely think that her it's insane to leave a class out for now five weeks and her PvE or going on the end of we're going towards week five and her PvE is like Kuno level. <laughs> on a new class, or, I just think it's nuts. I don't know. That's it's a new low for Kunos out there. 
or at least if he felt a lot of presence in PvP, right? Like, at least it can't. Right now, it kind of feels like she doesn't have either, right? She's just kind of in a weird limbo where it's like you can get stuff done in PvP if you have the gear and you're like just brute forcing people, but you don't. I don't know. I don't really feel like you have a crazy amount of impact on her, right? Plus, the PvE is kind of really lackluster. Yeah, I, I don't, I actually don't mind, I've node ward exclusively on her since she came out, and I really don't mind her in large scale, and the reason why I'm like a, little, a lot more lenient on like PvP is because she is missing five skills that could be massive in PvP, but like this whole time, like I can't, you can't make silver on her, like efficiently, which is just I've odd, I don't know. I've learned that if Frosty is enjoying a class, don't play it because it's going to be bad. That's how it's, <laughs> it's Yeah, pretty me. much, yeah. Oh, what? Dude. Oh, Frosty. It's true, dude. Yeah. Well, they'll make her great, dude. They're, they're going to make her great. I mean, even, have to even her ranged grab is not going to help her in PvE, you know? That's the thing. I don't know. I'm a simple man. I just want their grind to be decent. That's all. Um, but anyway, how, I I hope this change comes. How big of a ranged day. grab do you guys think it'll be? Eighteen I, meters. I'm still leaning towards it won't get a ranged grab. I although I do think it will get a grab because its pre awakened kit doesn't have it, so it has three you're abilities. Still, you're still leaning towards no range grab. I'm still leaning towards no range grab, but I, I do think that it's. I do think it'll have a grab probably. I don't really see. I'm I'm not the same as like I don't care if it gets a grab or not to be honest, and I I still don't even care that the pre awaken doesn't have a grab. I just wish the pre awaken had some fast catches. That that's always been kind of the the drum I beat since it came out. I don't really care too much about the grab, but the the pre awakening kit, the non prime version of the pre awaken kit doesn't have all the block break stuff. Only um overflow, um tides kiss and oceans pearl have minus 10% guard gauge um, and that's it. They don't have any guard prevention or anything else. So it's just like a slight thing. None of the whale skills or mermaid skills have any of the guard break or the guard recovery prevention on the absolute versions. And all of the sword skills that have it are gaining it from either the prime version or from the passive prime heirloom of the crow, which gives it the guard prevention recovery. So that it's just not gonna be a thing in the awakening kit. It's not based around the guard break stuff at all. So it'll probably have a grab. Um, I personally don't really care that much if it has a grab or not. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've never, I don't really care that much. Like, No range grab, but let the otter boys hold people down, dude. Oh let the God. boys do it for you. <laughs> yeah, do you guys think there will still be water animations or anything mermaid related at all? What if the ranged grab is that, that the otters will just literally run over to someone, pick them up, and then carry them <laughs> over their heads? What the f what 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 the, the fuck just happened? I there will I will probably lean towards water animations, but I don't think any mermaid ones. So here's the weird thing: her outfit on the left and the right has mermaids on the hip. Which I think is odd if she's... Yeah, I also don't think she's going to do mermaids, but it's weird that they put that in the Awakening outfit. Yeah. It's interesting. 
And then her hat, that logo on the front of her hat, which is like, has four tentacles also, looks cool. And I kind of wish had something to do with her skill animations, but probably won't. I mean, people have been asking for tentacles, dude, and if you've seen all the Reddit posts, so, ah, uh, maybe. Maybe. It's time for tentacles, dude. I don't know. Um, oh my god. Yeah, people were thinking that they might be a, an Alawi leak type character. Dude, that would be so cool. Yumi just sent me this meme. <laughs> that is true. That That's how I feel. Dude, every time I'm like, dude, Corsair is not good at PvE and she's really bad in 1v1. And then <laughs> everyone's like, yeah, but the awakening is going to fix that. It's like, yeah, but I like the pre-awakening. Like, I want the pre the suck kit to be good. It's like, yeah, but awakening is going to fix it. It's like, yeah, but that's a different kit. Oh well. That's that's pretty that's pretty great that they used your character from the uh the uh drawing that uh Rezar had done. Yeah. Alright, so let me find um Where's this about the I don't know, so like I don't know. She's coming out the eleventh, probably with a grab, probably will be ranged. I don't know, we'll see. Maybe I'm not leaning towards her not having one, I'm leaning towards hoping that she doesn't have one. Um But I don't know. Do grabs in this game like Kurt, I, I've been saying for a while, I mean I, I don't know how you nerf grabs. Um, because I do think grabs are like increasingly becoming more and more insane, but the the one thing that I've been saying forever is like, I really wish that melee grabs, like I wish they would standardize the cooldowns. Like melee grabs should have no shorter than a 15 second cooldown and range grabs should have no shorter than a 20 second cooldown. Like they're, yeah. to me, it's insane that either A, a super armor grab has a seven second cooldown is insane to me. And also like, these range grabs are 12, 11, 13, and 15 seconds. Like, I don't know. With how good they are, it's insane. And then in the case of the Sage one, it doesn't even have like a downtime that you can punish. It just cancels out. Yeah, I definitely don't think range grabs should even be a good thing. Like, that's its own fucking nightmare. And then grabs, I, I feel like the thing is to make it so that grabs are more punished. Like, you're able to more punish the person for going for that grab. There definitely shouldn't be protected grabs. But I know that can be kind of a sore spot for some people, like, you know, like Zerkers and stuff. But I, I don't know. Because I, I, a class doesn't have to have a grab to make it viable. It just needs something else to kind of moving into the, the the upper echelon sort of like like sork right there's been maybe a four or five month period of back when dark knight was released that sork hasn't been top tier she's been top tier in very in every single other aspect like uh, like meta of the game for the past five years and she doesn't have a grab right yeah but it's she has her her no her gapless iframes so they kind of have to find a way to give more classes that like that aspect that makes them viable that's not grab related and the grab just feels like it's a it's a very easy like paste like oh this character struggles with engage or they want to be able to engage give them a grab 
Yeah. Oh, we have too many grabs. Well, what about a range grab? <laughs> or or a grab that if it fails, it's a knockdown instead. It goes into a different ability. Like, I don't know. It's 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 really weird. It just feels like an easy band-aid for giving characters engage more so than like having to think outside the box, I guess. I, I'm also with you with protected grabs. Like even in the case of Zerker, I, I still think the attempt should have risk. The success could be protected because it has a long animation, whatever. Like yeah. if Zerker's running, carrying you over their head or doing the slamming you on the ground, like I, I get why that part's protected. But it's like grabs are so powerful and the fact that they do ignore two of the major protections that you rely on, I feel like there should be some risk involved. I've always felt yeah, that way. Yeah, for sure. They shouldn't be as forgiving with like some of these grabs uh hitbox i don't know i think they play a little too safe with like their changes i would really like for them to do some like really wild test things even if only for like a weekend or something like that like i really i think they just need to go back to trying to give different classes their identity because like i know nash you could probably relate to this one where it's like what is it that musa mewa does that nova doesn't do 10 times better pop sun traps no die the answer is die like that's the only thing that they do more than a nova does they just die so like why don't they just test some system where whenever they use chase off cooldown it cleanses all slows on you i don't think that's some game breaking thing but it definitely would improve the quality of life for a musa mewa right like i don't know why they don't test different things like this that could have a big impact but aren't like crazy game breaking yeah 100 percent. that would be fun i mean that would be cool i mean musa needs a million other things too but that that would be uh i don't know the slows I, I still am like, can't believe they added a slow cap to the game that doesn't do anything. Yeah, it literally yeah. did fucking. Nothing. I mean, if they just fix slow stacking, I feel like that would fix a lot of issues. Yeah. It would. Yeah, and obviously they may be chase testing these things in the background, but it's just, you know, I just kind of assume that they aren't because they don't like, like, again, they're usually really reserved with their changes. They don't really make these big, like, go out on a ledge things, right? Well, I think they're afraid to, you know, put something like that in Global Labs that they maybe aren't 100% committed on putting live just because they don't want to hype up players and then disappoint them when they take it away because they feel that it's, you know, too much. Yeah. Be careful with that stuff when you have, uh, you know, Global Labs servers. But yeah, I'm right there with you. They They should be, you know, trying, you know, unique ideas like that for sure. But. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, I, and I think one of the biggest issues that they've kind of hamstring themselves with is that they've kind of committed to this whole release a new class every like three or four months. Yeah. And I think that right there is big on stifling creativity for sure, because it's like when you're at the point where you have almost 30 classes, how do you make each one unique when they all have three kits, right? A pre-awaken, a prime and an awakening. It gets really hard to like keep every class feeling unique and refreshed and not releasing a class with power creep that makes an old class not as relevant right so I, th I think that is a big thing with them is like they're they're hamstringing themselves by committing to releasing a new class every three or four months <laughs> someone yeah. says i'm fine if they stop making new classes after they make the male necromancer 
Um, <laughs> Dude, if they do a either poison necro, curse necro, or a uh, bone necro, that would be fucking dope. With a Dude, I mm. when With they showed guardian. I, I thought Guardian was going to be some kind of shaman because I saw like the bear costume and I was like, oh, wait, shapeshifter, dude. And I was, I got, and I like got myself so hyped for nothing. And then it didn't end up being like a shapeshifter. But yeah, fuck, dude, up, I, I want one. It ended up being a snow princess that uses lava. <laughs> somehow. And has dragon blood. Yeah. And has dragon blood and Weird. has purple lightning in her succession kit. It's very all over the place. And sometimes rocks <laughs> appear and then crumble. Um, all right, moving on, uh, to global labs. So, well, global labs and the dungeon thing. So, um, they kind of reacted to NAEU and SEA and everyone else, everyone that isn't KR that got the dungeon last week. Um, they kind of reacted to some of the feedback pretty quick. Um, they made it so you cannot lose crystals in the normal and seasonal versions of the dungeon. Although I know there was a bug with Puderum that was still taking crystals and I, um, I imagine they're probably going to be compensating people for those crystals. Uh, at least if you submit a ticket, they announced that they were aware of the issue. I don't know if it got fixed, but the intention is to not lose crystals during the normal or season version of the dungeon, um, during any part of the dungeon, which is pretty nice. Um, they also buffed the Elvia version. It now drops, um, Kaffir stones right when you kill the boss between 20 and 30 Kaffir stones. Um, that that bot like I I was like breaking it down. Um, essentially, if you get nowadays, if you get the absolute worst luck that you can get, if you get the lowest amount of Kaffir stones and you get the worst accessory from the box, um, the run will get you about three hundred ninety mil. Um, if you get average luck, not counting the accessories, closer to like four hundred five mil. And then if you get a uh, any enhanced accessory it's a lot so so far i mean i've only done the dungeon twice but the first time i made 700 mil and the second time i made 1.1 bill and then if you absolutely just get screwed you make 400 mil so um i i think the dungeon is is pretty good and that was on um we we've gotten our dungeon run down to uh, about 45 minutes but we could do lower we we had to reset the boss one time because we messed up in the in the color portion um and we still were able to finish it in 45 minutes and i think we can easily get it down to 35 or 30. so i i think the reward is pretty damn good now now again it's still hard and you have to have gear um to do the hardest one but i think if you practice the mechanics and stuff and once you actually meet the gear x to do the hard one it's it's pretty decent reward i still actually haven't gotten to run the dungeon I'm supposed to be running it for the first time, like next Wednesday. Um, and I look forward to it. I've heard like conflicting things. A lot of people like blonde bear is very, very high on the dungeon. Like he's like running it multiple times, looking for different lore pieces, like freaking enjoying it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm happy to experience it. And obviously it's the first one. So it's probably not as good as it could be, but I more so just look at the, the bigger picture where it's like, okay, it's, Thursday night, all the boys get together in Discord. We shoot the shit. We run all four dungeons, get some loot, have a good time, go our separate ways. Like that's, I kind of look at that as the overall bigger picture, right? More so than just this individual first dungeon. 
So I'm I'm still kind of optimistic about it a little bit of what what this like what it can be once we have all the dungeons out and they're kind of like tweaked. Yeah, and you can use it as an excuse to uh, gamble when you get that box. <laughs> you get a. Pri yeah. I feel like if you get a base or a pry, you have to enhance it. You know, you just have to. If you get duo or try, I understand if you sell it, but base or pry, I feel like that's just it's really good odds for you to make a lot of money. Yeah, I also made a lot of money doing the normal version of the dungeon with Reslar and them last week because I made a triogre out of the, <laughs> the yeah, item. Dang. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm on a pretty good streak here of like I think I went 700 mil and then like 1.6 bill or 1.4 bill and then 1.1 bill. So my, for me, those dungeon runs been pretty good. But you know where the real value was? The real value was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Yeah. Or the people we flamed for dying. You know, that, whichever works. That too. That um they also fixed a couple things with the the bosses. So on the on the seasonal normal ones, the rocks don't hit as hard. Um they changed the phase three mechanic a little bit for the the boss, so you can't cheese his HP down. Instead you get like a cutscene and his HP locks at 30% or whatever the trigger is to, yeah. to make him go into phase three. Um, but they also like lowered his DP during the burn phase um, a little bit. So it's not like super, super hard to kill him. Uh, but yeah, so overall it's a little bit more consistent. They still have to fix a few bugs, probably adjust some stuff with the um, the shapes and stuff for people. I've seen a lot of people that are colorblind complaining about <laughs> it. And the shapes also aren't particularly great. Like they have like that that inverted triangle and then a normal triangle, which is odd. I, I don't know. Like they could probably make that a little bit easier to see for most people, make it a little bit more accessible. But overall, like, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm not as high as Blonde Bear, but I, I enjoy the dungeon very much and I'm very much looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for anything that will make me hang out in Discord and just shoot the shit with some other people, have a good time for a couple hours, you know, like... Obviously, it's good. It's even better if you're making really good silver and progression at the same time. But, you know, just I th feel like sometimes it kind of just goes a little beyond that and you just want to have a good time, I guess. Um, On Global Labs, they, they released uh, Adaraxian Part 2, which is, I, I get, I don't know how you'd pronounce this, Sikrakaya, Sikrakaya. Um, but basically it's the like the underwater looking version. It's not actually underwater, but it it looks like um, you know, like Sucrea. Um, and they kind of go through some of the mechanics and some of the bosses and explain it and stuff. And it's not actually playable on Sucrea, but some of the images of the dungeon like actually look insane. I'll post some of them in the in the Discord. Like it it looks really, really cool. Um I think they said they're gonna keep the difficulty of the Just mirrors you cut out there. Uh, did I cut out? Can you guys still hear me? Uh, yeah, I hear you. I don't think you cut out for me. Okay. Oh, cut out uh, for me, I guess. Um, but they said I think they're gonna keep the difficulty of the dungeon the same, uh, as far as like the monsters, how hard they hit, and the bosses and stuff. But, um, the puzzles are gonna be like more complex or more difficult. But yeah, overall, like it, it looks really cool. I don't know. We'll see. Oh yeah. boy, more great. difficult puzzles. Well, I mean, you guys. Blue Dude, me and Spiro can only like carry so many puzzles. Dude, bro. they they love their colors and shapes on this last screenshot. 
They do. They it, do. Is Rezlar and uh, Sphero the the five head, the big brains in the group? Well, they were doing the the weight thing, and I I don't know. It, they just one tapped it. Like they didn't even have to test anything. They just put the boxes on, and it was like success. And I was like, the hell. Yeah, we just got here, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, super anticlimactic. We were pretty sure they were gonna be stuck on that one for a hot minute. But Kerr Kerr hasn't done it, so he doesn't know like yeah. what you're talking about, right? The, the, I will find other out. Other people run yeah, it. I'll find out. the The second I'll puzzle, the second puzzle, they were a lot more stuck on, and it was it was funny kind of watching that take place. Uh, the third puzzle to me is just bad, and hopefully they make that one. I don't know. I wish they would change that one. The third puzzle is kind of lame, but uh, well, no, no, sorry. The third puzzle itself is good, the color one, but the the one where the platforms I think is dumb. Um, yeah. So that's that's uh this. I I have no idea when it's gonna come to live servers. Um, they're gonna be working on it. It's gonna be in Global Labs for a while. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know when it's going to show up on any of the actual servers. So we'll see. Hopefully soon, but hopefully they don't rush it. Um, yeah, I think it's really weird. Don't you guys think that's odd that they like add stuff to Global Labs, but then they add the caveat of you cannot do this content until it's on live servers? Yes, it, I don't understand I think it. It's really odd. Yeah, I don't fully understand it. Um, It makes, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I guess for feedback of like what they have written, but and they're still going with the the first three dungeons are KR first, and the last one is global release, right? I believe that's how it's gonna end up, but who knows? I, I hope I kind of hope they change their minds on that though. I do too, because we didn't even get the first completed title for on NAEU, right? Like the other, like Korea got, which is good that they didn't put it in, because the obviously the first to complete it would be the people that watched Korea streams, right? Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like you kind of take so much away from from the 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 competition or the drive to complete it when you give it to Korea two months in advance. So hopefully, uh, even if they do have to give it to Korea first, at least give it to us, like a, like give it to them a week in advance, right? And give it to us the next week. Don't make us wait two months again. Yeah, I also think it, I don't know, there's something kind of cool about the entire server stuck and trying to figure it out, similar to like how the Mistress yeah. of Summer goes, you know? Um, I don't know, there's something cool about that. Instead of like, oh, you don't know how this is? Have you not seen the Korean stream? It's like, uh, no, yeah. I was trying to avoid it because I wanted it to be special. <laughs> <laughs> then we um, just get, you know, Molly walks by the boss 50 times. So ho hopefully it's uh, a little bit faster this time. Um, and then there's just some, uh, a couple quality of life things. Um, the 100 stack now is going to be a, what, a 30 second cooldown? Yeah, 30 second cooldown instead of a 10 second cooldown when you move it on and off the Nader's band. Or instead of a 10 minute cooldown, I mean, so Rezar can stop screaming at everybody. Yeah, um. I I I had a bit of a I had a bit of a meltdown uh the other night. Uh if you're in the podcast Discord, uh, you know, I kinda yelled about it in I think general chat for a little bit. But you know, appreciate the intern coming through for me there. Big well, the thing that's rough about it too is like, you really only move it for two reasons. One, if you're preparing to enhance, or one if you already did and met failure and now you're in a bad mood. 
So it's like, true. It yeah. was kind of awful. I don't know. Um, yeah. They're changing some Olvia server requirements. So on Olvia, if you are a brand new player, uh, you can stay on Olvia for 60 days. Um, and returning players will still only be allowed to stay for 30. Um, which I think that's a pretty cool change. Um, they're making changes um, to the mansion. I don't know, adding more stuff. There's bushes now, dude. They're adding some maze-type forest bushes. You gonna make a maze in your mansion for us, Kerr, and we can all participate in trying to solve your maze? Dude, the mansion stuff is kind of odd. <laughs> I... I I don't know, dude. It's kind of weird because, like, when they when they announced the mansion thing, I was like, okay, that's gonna be cool, dude. Maybe like they're gonna use the auction house system they have in the game that haven't used in like three years and like auction off the mansions and like other people can see them and it'll be like kind of like exclusive to have. But then they kind of just made it so you trade CP. So it's I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe it turns out to be cool. Maybe they'll maybe they'll add some like awesome furniture or something like that. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I don't know. I yeah, I, I just I'm not super into the house stuff. I'll probably. I mean, I have plenty of CP to spare. I'm I don't really use it, so I probably maybe I should just get a mansion. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to be excited about the house stuff. Um, they there's something going on, and maybe maybe I don't know. Blue is still here that can kind of clarify, but it looks like you're no longer going to be able to fill your guild up with mercs beyond where your guild is actually at. Um, so their examples here are, so they say, as a battlefield hero system has been changed to be available, the guild member vacation system has also been changed. Um, and they kind of explain uh, how that works. And they say, for example, in a super large guild with a capacity of 100 people, if all members are currently in the guild, 10 adventures can be hired as heroes on the battlefield if there are 10 absent members or or 10 members on vacation. Um, they also say if a large guild with a capacity of 70 people currently has all 70 members in the guild, if there are five absent members, five adventurers can be hired on as heroes. So I'm not 100% sure if that's what that is saying, but it does sound kind of like you're not going to be able to just have a 20-man guild and fill yourself up with mercs, but I, 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 I don't really know. I mean, they're limiting mercs to 10 anyway, so it's kind of like a little late for this change, but... I don't know. Maybe I'm misunderstanding how that is, but it does seem to me like that's what they're doing. Is if anyone interpreted it differently, let me know. That's how it looks to me, yeah. I think. We'll see. Uh they're allowing you to move stuff over in bulk, uh, or buy stuff in bulk, like the Tuvala stuff. Um, hopefully they'll let you do that for reblath and militia weapons, to be honest. Um that would be kind of nice. And let's see what else. Oh, you're going to get a different sound effect based on how many silver coins you acquire when selling stuff or exchanging gold bars. I did like that system they added that lets you search for items across all the characters on your entire account as someone who's like a hoarder. Yep. Like, that is, that is kind of interesting. There's obviously not a lot of times where it's like, a big game changer, but being able to type in a search bar and it searches every one of your character's inventory on your account. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah. That one is really cool. And it shows like when you type in the search, if you have the item, like even equipped to your character, like jumps to that yeah. character and highlights it. It looks pretty cool. 
Um, as far as the sound effect thing with the coins, uh, re weekly reminder, um, the new Kuno skill still does not have a sound effect applied to it. It'd be nice if it did. It's kind of weird to have a skill with no sound effect. Um, let's see, what else? <laughs> I think that's it. Oh, Dark Knights, rejoice. Um, they're finally fixing the prime enforcement bug where it does less hits than the indicated skill description. That is getting fixed. Congratulations. They also have a few other bugs here with uh, the way Nocturne works when entering and exiting and the direction you face when pressing W depending on where the target is. Um, they fixed an issue where when Dusk is canceled, uh, chain Dusk skills on cooldown while charging Prime Camus Slash, turning left after using the Dusk Chain Dusk. Uh, and then they also fixed the, the bug with, I believe, Core Seed of Catastrophe where it applied less hits when you had the core taken. And then a skill description. So congratulations to all Dark Knights out there in, that are still running succession. Your enforcement's gonna hit hard again. Um, I think that's Dark it. Knight's so strong, dude. It is. Etsu asked me a question yesterday. I wanna ask you this, uh, Kerr. He said, Frosty, give me your honest opinion. Do you think Dark Knight is busted? Kurt, do you think that Dark Knight is busted? That it's like too strong? Dude, listen. Dark Knight players are like sword players. They're kind of like the boys who cried wolf. No matter how good their class is, they will always tell you their class is bad when you can obviously objectively see that that's not the case. That's one thing that I've learned a long time. I wouldn't say that she's busted because when I think of busted, I think of like Awakened Sage where they're in a lot of situations, there's almost no counterplay. Mm -hmm. And I also remember like Dark Knight on release. That was like actual busted. But she's just like a class right now that has very few flaws, right? She's really good damage output, really good mobility, decent protection. Her PVE is fine in both stance. Like she's just a really good class right now. I wouldn't say that she's busted, but she's definitely in a really good spot. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I said too. I was like, I, I wouldn't describe her as too strong. I just physically cringe IRL when I see Dark Knights complaining that they suck. That's all. But I don't think yeah. that they're overpowered. I think that they're very strong and they're in a good spot, but I wouldn't change them. Right now, if anything needs to get changed, it would be Awakened Sage and Awakened Nova. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you think that Sage is as oppressive as, as like Wizwitch were at their prime? I'm not sure, dude. It's really hard to say. I don't... I don't know, dude. It's really weird. They're because they're like different reasons. I I feel like which wizard was more, was crazy oppressive. More so the fact that it was like ninety percent of the people you saw or would fight against, right? So like obviously they were crazy busted, but it was more it was more so like they're always like they they did that same TPN combo and it felt like shit. Well, Awakened Sage is busted in many different avenues. He has a long-range grab. He ha he constantly can teleport around and chip you away, and then if you get him low or anything, he can Pantheon ult out. He has so many different tools, and like one of his only... He only has, like, what, one animation that he can't cancel with the dash? So, like, he's... I don't know. A lot of times, I feel like there's not a lot of, like, counterplay to the Awakening Sage. I don't know if I would say he's more oppressive than the suck mages were but 
he's definitely really oppressive. Yeah. Rez, are there a bunch of sages in Nodwar? In uh, Tier 1 Nodwars? Oh, yeah. Are they strong over there, or what's the deal over there? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, sage... With the new T1 caps, so like I mentioned in uh, text form to you when you were asking about it uh, earlier this week, everyone feels really tanky right now on T1s. It's really weird. And it's almost inverse to how it was before, where people feel tankier on easiers now, whereas before people felt tankier on hards. Um, Sage is one of the few classes where people are still like, yeah, this doesn't really feel that bad. <laughs> Because yeah. it, it, a lot of times I feel like, what is the counterplay, right? Because, like, either you t take your chances and hard engage on him and get a catch, or he just kites you around and chips you out with his little mini solar beams. And even if you do get close and you blow your cooldown, well, then you just get range grabbed. So it's like, well, well now you're there with no cooldowns and he can just T-pose and you lose 90% of your health. I so a lot of times it, it feels there's no counterplay, right? I find the answer is usually to Q buff them. Yeah, I hide. I mostly hide. <laughs> so, so overwhelm the overwhelming kid with an overwhelming skill. Pretty much, yeah. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. Well, you guys don't have Q buffs. <laughs> I I must have missed the orientation for my class on that one. Dude. I think on your class it's called uh, Grapple Arrow, I want to say. Is it? Weird. Yeah, I must sure. be using it wrong. It's called Sticky Snowflake, dude. Just ignores everyone's DP. <laughs> yeah, like, again, like, for clarification for anybody in chat, I don't think the grab is the reason that Awakened Sage is, is like, so over oppressive it's just the icing on the top of the cake right it's like a you're adding in a range grab to a class that already has crazy mobility a pantheon leap ult for engaging and disengaging insanely high damage really good accuracy ratios and the base evasion of scaling of a ninja so it's like i mean he has everything right He's got it all, man. And the only problem is that he's too big and his costume, I don't really like his costume that much. It's like cool and how it looks, but it looks cheesy after a while. You start getting tired That's of That's why you costume. just get Magoria, bro. I don't know what that is, dude. The Magoria outfit, the one that just dropped. The shirtless uh, one? <laughs> yeah. Does it look cool it on him? I haven't seen Sage. a Sage with it. I haven't even seen yeah, it. Yeah, because he's a big muscly man. Yeah. So he looks good with it. Sure, he is pretty ripped. He's a good dude too. But I, I'm just—I just want to see. I want to wait and see what happens with the class reworks. Uh, they said they're moving it up to August, right? The end of August was when the class reworks are coming. Yeah, they're gonna start showing up at the end of August on Global Lab. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what the next power creep is, right? Like. It kind of seems like they're not really nerfing broken things at this point. They just kind of release something that slowly phases out the previous thing that was considered crazy <laughs> strong. So, so I'm, more I, accurate, yeah. I'm really curious to see like what the next OP that emerges next month. Oh, that's the harpoon grab from 30 miles away. 
You think so, dude? You think it's Corsair? I still just want the otters to pick you up over their heads and then just carry <laughs> you back to the Corsair. In fact, maybe they could even, like, what they do is they, they pick you up, they shove you in the cannon, and then launch you at the Corsair, and then that's her grab. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I I just hope water animations, you know? I, I don't know. Maybe Corsair will be busted. Everyone told me that the suck was going to be. Still waiting for that. You know, I want my day in the sun, dude. I want to I wanna main the most busted class for six months now. It's my turn. Is Re it? I'm ready to put Kuno it, on timeout. Is it your turn? Yeah, dude. You don't like Awaken Sage? Uh, I do like Awaken Sage, but I don't know. I don't know what it is about that class that I don't like love. It. Like, you know what it is actually is I, I really don't like the pre-awaken kit at all. So the, like you can just play awakening, but it feels like you're rotating the same seven skills if you don't have a pre-awaken kit that's also good, you know, or also like fun to use. I do think it has good aspects to the pre-awaken kit. I just don't think it's fun to use. I don't know, like on, imagine awaken Kuno if you don't have like shadow stomp or or block jump or whatever i don't know or ninja without blade spin and malice and behead and illusion like it's just way more limited yeah it's kind of like yeah i mean that, in that sense it's just kind of way the new classes are nowadays right where it's like they're awakening and they're pre-awaken are just two completely different things like you said with nova and like i would argue even guardian in the sense that like you could just purely be in awakening if you wanted to so it's like yeah. I mean that's just the way it is now, right? And they don't have that's and that's what makes me really scared about the class reworks that are coming where it's like there's no shot that the same devs that initially designed the original classes are still the same devs that are working there today. So it's like it's going to be really hard for them to maintain the same feel and luster that made the, that make those classes appealing, but I, I think they can do it. Like if 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 they actually give it a good try and they don't try to just do some cop out, you know, give this dude a grab or some crazy stuff, but we'll see. I mean, look, if Jeff Bezos can fly into space in a penis rocket, Perlobus can come up with some new interesting classes, okay? Well, I was going to say <laughs> we do still have some hope in the middle of those new classes cuz I think Awaken Sage does an amazing job, or sorry, Awaken uh, Hash does an amazing job of utilizing both Pre-Awaken and Awaken, and they fit together super well. And it That's has true, a lot yeah. of depth to it. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. They like it, it said like they're focused more on like making skills that aren't usable, usable, but I guess that could completely change the class if that ends up being the only skill you need to use. Cause it's so good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like New Year's Eve, for example, it's a great skill and fun to use. Do you not like New Year's Eve? I thought they just need to give New Year's Eve super armor while it's on cooldown and a CC so you could use only that in PvP as well. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I would well shovel bitches all day long. <laughs> um, Alright, so I think that's it unless there's anything else uh, anyone wants to talk about. Um, anything, anything we missed. Um, I know we're going pretty long here, but I would like to get just on the record. I know we talked about it a little bit before the podcast, but on mm -hmm. on record, Kerr, how are you enjoying New World? Um, so the way I look at New World is it has like three months, maybe four months of like really good fun after release. 
but I don't think it has a lot of longevity unless Amazon kind of like keeps it fresh and keeps you there, right? Like, honestly, the PvP is really fun. Uh, but once you get level 60 and, you know, you've done all the crafting and stuff, there isn't exactly any in-game. It's like player-driven PvP conflict. Uh, but they messed up. and they, they made the PvP consensual. So imagine like in BDO where in order to flag up on someone, they had to have first been already flagged. That'd be really weird, right? So it's like... Well, I don't know if that's enough to carry it. Maybe we'll see, but we'll, I would, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's a little. It's definitely a lot different than how we we are used to for BDO. The thing with um, BDO versus how they have a lot of the quote unquote farming in this game or leveling, um, you're not really just sitting in one spot for periods of time. True. True. So, yeah, flagging up for those certain areas definitely makes more sense for that kind of system because someone could obviously just hog that spot forever never need to you know bother flagging up and they'll never get bothered or griefed unless someone just wants to like interrupt their grind and grind over top of them but yeah yeah and this there's there's definitely none of that the flagging up is i guess their approach to dealing with like potential griefing while also making it like pretty spontaneous with open world right so yeah, the potential um, is a hundred percent there for this to be a very, very amazing game, and it's gonna be crazy fun for a couple months after release for sure. Like hands down, like it's some of the most yeah. fun that I've had in the last couple of days. Just sitting in a Discord full of people and just fighting for objectives in the open world for no reason, just because it's fun, right? Yeah, and a lot of different stuff to do. It's just like, what do they do to keep you there? Because at least yeah. with BDO, it's like you have that dragon you're chasing where it's like, okay, well, I'm probably never going to ever get hard cap gear. So I always have something to just push for if that is something that interests me. But with the gearing system like in New World where it's like you get the piece and there's no like enhancing that piece. It's just the art of getting the piece, right? It's like it kind of fits more into that theme park style where like they got to kind of come out with content over time to keep it fresh. But I definitely think they can. And it's something we need. Like I think BDO and things like that need more competition in the MMO space, especially now. Cause like, wow, it's yes. been getting a lot of flack and FF 14 has been looking very enticing and I've had some crazy player numbers. And I feel like there is kind of like this shift in MMOs coming or that seems to be in play right now, and and with BDO making these changes, hopefully they keep it up. And you know, I, new world I mean, doing well, BDO's, adding a little pressure. If BDO is not careful, Blush Unleashed, Blush Unleashed <laughs> is gonna demolish oh, BDO's player base, dude. BDO it's, killer. Was BDO won't be able to survive, dude? Was it last week that we talked about this, uh, where someone was saying that they feel like all of these different games? can smell the blood in the water from yes. wow and they're all just Correct. trying to make yes. like sweeping changes yeah. to just collect all the new people yep yep i, I mean, agree it's with kind that of true. i mean not today more than even more than last week right i mean it's gotten crazy over there in in oh, wildland sure. things are nuts yeah yeah so. even outside of wild a lot of their with with blizzard in general there's been a lot of drama lately that have resulted in uh boycotts and things of that nature a lot of player driven boycotts from all blizzard games not just wow so yeah blizzard's not doing too hot right now and so thereby the wow not doing very well either even outside of just specifically them having a bad expansion 
I also think it kind of shines light on a very big like thing that a lot of these corporations don't realize is that you can make a lot of money, um, but you don't like you don't have to be a shitty person and treat people like shit in order to make money, right? Like you can you can make a good product and people will play your product. You don't have to like be a shitty person or a shitty corporation and have shitty practices. Mm. Which sounds like a given, but obviously Blizzard's situation. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's it's strange. Like I I've been watching all these uh videos of like people that are quitting companies that are like we're no longer covering the game, like all that stuff. And it's just like um at least from a game developer's standpoint, or if you make a game it's now is kind of your chance to jump on these people that haven't been willing to try other games for a long time because they've been so yep. cemented in. Oh, for sure, dude, which is crazy because I never thought it would ever happen. Like, I thought WoW would be the thing that's, like, always held the MMO genre behind because it's, like, all of these, like, companies making new MMOs are like, wow, look at WoW. Like, WoW is, like, the one, they like, they did it, right? Like, that we just have to copy their model and eke out what money we can. But, they, but it's kind of like, well... No, maybe you should be innovative, right? Maybe like wow, following the wow model isn't the way to go. Maybe you can make the next big thing, right? Or or make your own product to pull people in. Now that wow is like you know, kind of being a sinking ship for the lack of a better term, right? Yeah, a lot of companies leading up to this point were seemingly afraid to try something new. A lot of the games that were coming out back in the day, but yeah, like you guys are mentioning. They're all just trying to push like some sort of like new content or new games being released around this period. It's like the perfect storm for the player. That's why there's yeah. no way in hell New World like gets delayed any longer because they're they're gonna try and push that thing out whether it's ready yeah. or not. While yeah. there's yeah. while that's, there's that's the unfortunate thing. Right? I think a, a lot of gaming companies are gonna be doing very similar things. They're yeah, not gonna but, wait until I mean, things are polished. Do you think it's surprising that all of a sudden Bless Unleashed is trying to fucking release on PC like a week after it's announced that it's even like <laughs> coming out on PC? Like they're trying to get that shit out and out right now, dude, because they understand like ma markets open. I, I, wish... I mean, it makes. I mean, it's not surprising, right? I wish Rosler would stop bringing up Blessed. It's time to. It's just hilarious, let it go. dude. Just let it go, dude. It's done. It's so funny. It's so. It's done. such a scam. It's. I even stopped bringing up Anthem. You can stop bringing up Blessed, all right? You. You just brought it up. I so no, no, I want Anthem. I want Anthem to be good, <laughs> oh, please, no. dude. It looked so cool. I want Anthem dude, unleashed. As someone that grew up with like Gundam and shit like that, like the the, the concept of the mech suit has always been like really mm. synonymous with me. But like, I hate that Anthem didn't really amount to a whole lot, dude. Yeah, I, I ugh, it just looks so cool, dude. That that E three live a demo looked so badass, man. Got me so hyped for nothing. But um, I I also think. Like the the flip side of this is you can look at it the other way too, where I think a big part of the reason WoW slash Blizzard is bleeding right now is because there is such excitement for a lot of other games right now. Like there are so many people excited for New World, and I mean people are excited for Elyon, even though you know we're not necessarily 
uh people are excited for ashes like all these like new mmos that are like coming out relatively soon right it's like people are excited about that and so i think maybe that's part of it too where if wow was the only good mmo on the market which i don't think it's ever been but you know i put that in quotations people would still kind of look at it as if it's like this invincible thing where it's like ah yeah it's you know Blizzard's going through some shit, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? You know, yada, yada, yada. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's an opportunity. I don't know. I always thought that Blizzard in the video game world was like, uh, they're like Apple. Like, there's like this monolith that kind of is just going to keep going and going. But now they're starting to look a little bit more and more like Nokia and not Apple <laughs> or they were like huge for a bit. And then it's just like, they decided to just die on their sword. I, I don't know. I, I, they also, I'm like, it's hard to be excited cause they just release sequels now and not really new games. Yeah, dude, they suck. I've been saying this forever. Well, Blizzard sucks ass. They have for a long time. People just can't admit it. But now people are finally starting to realize I don't I don't go that far. I mean Blizzard the company sucks if you know with all the stuff going on, but I still think that their games have been super fun. So when's the Frosty Quits BDO video, dude? That seems to be all the rage nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well with Blessed when fucking coming BDO out, two comes out. When Blessed comes out, <laughs> when Blessed comes out, it's gonna be sooner than I thought. So uh, Bless Unleash, dude. Uh, I fuck, get your pre orders in now, dude. I don't know. I still enjoy the game. I know it's uh, sacrilegious to enjoy BDO, but I I do actually still have fun playing the game. Frost is gonna play this game until the day he dies. Here's like, the thing. not even the day the game the game can die and Frosty will still be playing <laughs> this fucking be... game. Well, I'll have a private server at my house. <laughs> um, well, right now it's it's just. There's not a whole lot of MMOs that I'm like legit excited for. I New World, I would love for it to be great. But to me, it's a it's a little bit. It looks so slow to me. I don't know. It's just not my style. It looks a little bit slow. Um, I think Lost Ark looks awesome. I was excited about Elion, but it's just like the more and more I see on it, I'm just like, yeah, it's so old already, and it's not even out yet. Plus, now it's like they have a bunch of pay to win controversy that's like becoming worse and worse. But Lost Ark. I mean, I mean, I'm super excited for Lost Ark. I just don't know how much longevity longevity I have personally with a game that's isometric, because it gets yep. old after a while. Um, but outside of that, like, I don't know. I guess like the the League MMO, um, FF14 to me is dude. Just Riot old. Games will save us all, dude. The Riot Games it might, MMO it might is be going the savior. to be the greatest thing of all time. Um, FF14 to me is, uh, I mean. For me, it's just too. I don't like how it looks at all. It like looks too old. Like if it was a, uh, if they had a newer, like an updated version. I also, you know how I feel about tab targeting. Um, yeah. I know Arcage. There's like rumors of an Arcage two, right? Isn't that supposed to be coming? I I don't know what the oh, deal is with that. Stop. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yikes. Stop. I don't know, dude. It I gotta just wait and let see. it die. 
Okay, you keep bringing up Blessed. Arcage has more uh more Dude, mind share than than Blessed. Blessed has Give me made a break. more money in the last like three years than Arcage has. I guarantee it. There's <laughs> no just... way. Bro, they released on both consoles. They released in Russia. Dude, they making yeah, bank. That's why they keep doing people. it. It's a sc- Dude, it's a scam, bro. That's why they keep doing it. Scams wouldn't exist if they didn't make money, bro. I mean, I mean, they have they have got to be making money to release the same game six. Like, times. who is still playing Arcade Unchained? Blessed revenue in twenty twenty was t- apparently twenty two thousand dollars. So I, I don't want to hear it. On what platform though? You got you got <laughs> look their whole, That's everything they've got. Because they dude. just keep re releasing it in different regions and different platforms, and they keep making money off of pre orders. <laughs> yeah, but dude, how many? There, ha- Blessed has to have like the highest record of of refunds of any game ever or at least of any any cyberpunk i mean cyberpunk maybe cyberpunk because it was a lot bigger scale (laughs) um what was arcade unchained right arcade unchained yeah god it's gonna be hard to find revenue for this arcade had a good chance dude they still have some systems in the game that are like like they have the best fishing out of any mmo ever made in there in that game but a lot of the other, like their poor monetization and like progression and systems are just not, no, they, they kind of, they fucked up a good thing, dude. I, yeah. I honestly felt like, I don't know. I tried playing Arcade Unchained and it was mildly entertaining. I played it yeah. for like a week, but there was just nothing that really stood out to me as like, oh dude, wow. Like that's crazy good like new world for all of its faults i actually very much enjoy the life skilling in new world uh it's got that albion system where it's built in tiers it's really satisfying to go out and collect things your audio visual feedback of like collecting literally anything in the game is amazing so So, like even if the game hasn't implemented swimming which i cannot stress enough how do you not have fucking swimming implemented like, there's one thing that I can point to in New World, at least one thing, where I'm like, this is really good. There was no such thing in Arcage where I could point to it and be like, yeah, there's, Arcage does this one thing really good, and that's what keeps me enjoying it. Like, there is it's no because, such thing. It's because Arcage Unchained launch was much different from the actual Arcage launch. Yeah. The Arcage Unchained launch was when they was basically like a last ditch cash grab effort to squeeze money out of people trying to capitalize on nostalgia. After that, they had already ruined, like, when they, before Unchained came out, they'd already ruined trading and all these other different, like, aspects of the game and, like, put the bad taste of the player base in its mouth. Like, the the original launch of Arcage was so much different. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I was going to say, I don't think, I don't think a single region for Blessed is even as successful as Arcage Unchained was, as not successful as that was, just because... Arcade still had like some reputation and it was also just a, a re-release. Like I, I feel like Arcade, if they did a full sequel with like revamped combat and actually like try to make a good game, like they, people would still want to see what it ends up being. Whereas like right now, I don't care what announcement Blessed makes. No one cares. Yeah. And they could even make Arcade 2 in uh, Unreal Engine 3 and people would still be excited for it apparently <laughs> as showcased by Elyon. As long as they announce that Unreal Engine 4 <laughs> update's coming in 2025, it should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Aliens, <laughs> Aliens are really weird one, dude. Because like, I I went into the beta thinking like, okay, you know, this could be good. We'll see. You know, some of the the cacao guys are some cool dudes. You know, well, like, it literally felt as if I someone pulled like Terra from a decade ago and plopped it right in front of me right now. It's like. It, there's it, it would have been a good game a decade ago but there's nothing that it's doing that's different right all the city i couldn't tell you the name of a city in the game i couldn't tell you the name of an npc because they just weren't rememberable and i don't know how they're going to accomplish like making a world that feels alive and rememberable and that's like really big in terms of an mmo right like making a world that people actually want to spend time in um also again like the dated combat um, there's some pretty cool systems with like being able to augment different abilities to like make your own builds tailored to yourself, but yeah, the world just wasn't very memorable and didn't really feel alive, which is really bad with an MMO. That's mm. definitely something that a lot of MMOs lack these days. Yeah, for sure. Curtis, does tab targeting bother you? Like if a new MMO comes out in 2022, and it's tab targeting through and through is does that how does i absolutely hate tab targeting um but i will play a game that's tab targeting if the peer pressure is strong enough (laughs) i got peer pressured into giving ff14 a try like three weeks ago Mm -hmm. and it was different i hate the combat but like there's so many people that just want to do stuff together and there's like literally people just always like there's thousands of people literally it would be like going to like velia and you see all these people sitting around chatting and like gambling and fucking playing cards and having a good time it's so weird so it's like i hate tap target as a concept but i feel that if the game is good enough it can kind of overcome that but if that's the only thing your game has to offer then it's not really for me right yeah what are what are your sorry i don't mean to make you give your opinion on every single mmo but i'm curious because there has been a growing amount of hype for it recently uh, especially since Asmongold started like really talking about it and making videos and doing interviews and stuff. Uh, Ashes of Creation. Uh, I don't know. I I, I watched the... Uh, it's like they released like a 40-minute dev thing where the devs went through and did like this open-world dungeon kind of thing. And I don't know. My biggest problem with Ashes, it doesn't really seem to be doing anything new. Right. And that's kind of my biggest problem with a lot of the MMOs nowadays is that they're kind of all just following the same trend for things that have already been done and proven to be decently successful, more so than trying to like find the next thing to like help the MMO genre, which has been stale for a long time. So, I mean, I definitely feel like a lot of people will play it because, you know, people are starving. Like people are starving for something to play in terms of MMOs. But I just don't think it's going to be this amazing next level thing that people think it's going to be, but time will tell, right? Ashes is dying. It's dead forever. Ashes is dead. like coming out in like <laughs> two years or some shit. It hasn't even came out yet. How's it dead? But, 
it's just one of those things where it's like when you work on something for so long like and you let's say you work on something for five or six years by the time it comes out it's already dated right and i think that's one of the biggest thing that's working against them is the amount of time like time is is their biggest enemy because like yeah. we're very graphically censured nowadays like a lot of people still play bdo just because it looks good right like graphics are big graphics are big and i was watching that ashes siege and you know it just made me sad so <laughs> of all the mmos that are like currently in development like coming out what are you most excited for and are any of them going to you think going to play speedio for you i i don't think any of the games that are coming out can replace bdo for me uh i so nowadays i i more so look to play multiple games at once with bdo because it's like i don't really like the concept of someone having to quit a game to play another game you know like people do so much in the mmo genre yeah, they um, 100 of their time exactly right like i i feel like you can play multiple games at once or like do in one game what you enjoy but also you know hate other aspects of it um but there's a couple coming out that are, that got some promise i played um i played lost ark a lot when it first came out in korea and i enjoyed that a lot so if anybody's excited about lost ark i definitely recommend playing that for a little bit we're going to see if their monetization is going to be uh, as egregious as it can as it eventually became um with the Korean release but definitely the early game is fun for sure um in that game i, I put then, a video of ashes of creation i in in the discord i there's something about the names i i don't know why i mentioned this last time the names above everyone's head are like too big like bigger than the characters and it drives me nuts. Yeah. And, and I saw That's... a different fight where a dragon, they were like fighting this dragon in this lava cave and like a thousand raptor ads spawned and they all had the name on their head and all you saw across the whole screen <laughs> was text. <laughs> and it looked insane. I mean, it literally looks like, it just looks dated and it's not out yet though, right? Like, look at it. It, yeah, it Ash looks is, old and it's not out yet. That's apparently chat's saying they removed 90% of the pay to win in the... Uh season two release so it's much different than it was on release okay that's good then yeah yeah and not to be an ashes shill or anything because i totally am but uh that's been a really common complaint that people have had so i'm almost certain that's gonna get fixed by the time it launches because like literally everyone that's been basically everybody's biggest issue with like at least like the ui and how the game looks and stuff is people are like the names are awful yeah yeah ashes has that thing that i think new world to me has where i think the graphics of the world look really cool but the graphics of the skills to me look really bad the world and the atmosphere and everything in new world to me look well new world looks better than ashes the world too, of new world looks so good yeah dude. the world of new world looks really cool the lighting looks badass like all the sound stuff. engineer Sounds bro are... the sound engineer for new world is actually at like next and level literally also if you're mining or or anything anywhere like 
the audio just echoes off of objects in the world. So like you're mining and it's like echoing through the canyon or off the trees around you and things like that. Like it's, it, it feels so immersive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I just, uh, I wish New World had a, I don't know why, well, yeah, every game, I like skills and skill trees and big skills and being able to use a lot of skills. I wish there were a few more in there. Yeah, I mean, the only solution that the game can offer you is just using every weapon and building them up. So that would be the watched, only thing you could really... I watched Asmongold's video and it was it was pretty disheartening about New World. If you guys haven't seen it, I would recommend checking it out. He does like a long video of him watching someone else's feedback and then his comments on it. It was, uh, I don't know. He doesn't sound excited for it to come out this month. Well, I guess next month. One, one more it's, day till August. The, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so it's like, if someone told you that this indie company or this company with a limited budget or just this nobody company made new world you'd be like holy shit this is amazing right like what they managed to put this together but then it's like this was made by amazon who literally have access to infinite money in theory <laughs> it, it just it, it doesn't really like when i think of a game made by by amazon who has all the resources and servers and access to anything you could ever need. It's not what I envision. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's like I said, it's going to be a really fun time for a short time. And it could I be think, a long time if they manage it properly. Another thing that new world has that I really enjoy and I need in more games, especially MMOs is like so much of new world is interactable. Right? Like, I don't know what it is about other games where it's like, there's like one gathering node every like, you know, like 30 seconds of walking or something. Uh, I didn't play Arcage that much, but it felt like Arcage kind of had that problem where like the world just felt so empty. And I kind of felt like Terra also kind of had that problem back in the day. I don't know. It's just like... New World doesn't, I, I, doesn't have that problem? No, not really. Like, there's always some shit that you can, you can always yeah. just chop down a, a tree that you're walking past, or you can mine a fucking stone. Is there any point to it? No, not really. But it's the the world is alive, right? It makes it feel alive that you can interact with everything around you, rather than it being just a bunch of fucking nothings, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they did important. really good with uh, they did really really good with the world for sure. Honestly, like. It's like, let's take BDO, for example, right? And I fucking love BDO, but it's like, if I want deer meat, I'm just going to go south of Bear, stand in the same circle, and kill deer, right? There's not a whole lot of, like, thought to it. I just kind of turn my brain off, and I'm pressing R. Well, in New World, you have animals everywhere. You can track different animals to different regions. You're not gathering the same material in the same region at all times. You can find everything almost everywhere. All the trees are choppable. Almost all the rocks and, and minerals are mineable. Like it's they do that. They do the crafting part of the game really well, which is surprising because the game was initially thought to be like a PvP game. So 
I, I give them credit that they made the the mining very very or the the life skilling and crafting very intuitive like even people that i know that don't really care about crafting have gotten into crafting in there because they do it good they legit basically like copied a lot of concepts from albion like yeah i compare this game yeah fun to albion so like even the community aspects can be very albion-esque all right because uh Ready for comments? So the way we do this, Kerr, at the end of every episode, we read the comments from the previous episode. We would love for you to stick around and voice your opinion on any of this stuff. Um, but if you want to bounce, that's also cool too. Totally up to you. Yeah, you're good. Run it. All right. Uh, XG, XG Riss says, don't want to be that guy with delay on Spotify. Apple Podcasts is rough. My apologies. Uh, Tristan Crow says not gonna lie i think it's a harpoon sword and he did post this four days ago so he was a bit ahead of schedule so pretty good you uh you got it right it's a harpoon sword uh monarch gaming says it's a glock behind her back can see the hammer in sight if only yeah it's not <laughs> it's, there's no clock there's a mermaid it's not a hammer in sight it's a mermaid uh magnus five cream or magnus cream says when is migs gonna get interviewed he's too hot i don't know should we have migs on i've never i i've never met migs myself i think he's a good ninja though uh ochacha says yeah awaken mystic has the movement deceleration on her movement oddly enough not as bad as the newer classes but still noticeable oh yeah kurt what are your thoughts on that the uh them changing i think we're gonna get it on the august 4th patch um, them changing the movement, the deceleration on the new classes. I think that's freaking amazing. Like I can, I don't so much mind it on Guardian because Guardian, I have that feel of the big burly sluggish lady, like right, like Viking lady. But a lot of other classes, really weird. Specifically, like Hash and like Nova, it feels really weird. So I'm glad that they're they actually listened to people and got rid of that like sluggish acceleration and deceleration. Yeah. Maybe that's how you fix Corsair. All the water abilities from Corsair give the character that slow stopping. <laughs> like, oh <can't>. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it probably will never get changed, but Awakening Kuno also has it. And it's not going to get changed. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Juan Dimashki says, uh, many are saying that Cap Siege will stop people from gearing up. What do you guys think? Uh, I disagree. Siege is once a week. There's a bunch of other activities that require gear, like PvE. And, y you know, it's interesting. Do you remember back in the day we had a uh, a life skiller on who's since been banned? But he, his thing was like, like sometimes, like there's life skillers that are out there that are literally like they don't PvP whatsoever. They literally just do not PvP. Like they have no interest in PVP and they still gear up because it's just like that sense of accomplishment. Like, uh, I don't know. So I, I don't think that that'll, I mean, maybe some people will, maybe if siege, if for someone, the only thing they really care about is siege, then yeah, I guess if you hit like a cap and you're at the, the perfect spot for siege, then sure. But I think a lot of people nah. still gear. Yeah, yeah, my my guild literally has a bunch of people that are 680 plus gear score that just that don't even PVP. They just like life skill grind 
AFK process, do whatever. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's going to do anything. And they only capped two of the spots. They only capped Valencia and, and um, uh, Media, right? So, Calfion is still uncapped. So, yep, it's not like all of the sieges are capped, right? And the caps are still high. It's like, what, 280 AP and I forget the DP bracket, right? No. <laughs> no, we were like looking at it. It You literally need for like the Medaya cap, which is a smaller one, you need to be like 260. And for the Valencia one, you need like 265 because it, it includes. Oh, I thought it was 280. Never mind. No, because it, it includes food, villa, elixirs, all of that stuff. Oh, it takes into account everything. Everything, okay. yeah. Interesting. I thought it was just like the AP DP from your bracket. That was the sheet. old caps. They changed the caps, and now it takes into account your total stats. Yeah. They did say that they're going to be upping the caps like as gear progresses in the game, but that's going to be like the starting point. So it's not going to stay yeah. that forever. Um, but also, like, there's no doors are still uncapped. Open world PvP is still uncapped, and and people that don't even PvP still want to just get gear. And PVE is obviously not, not capped. So, um, let's see. Svarner turn says, uh, "Harpoon, not a gun." Also, a dislike for pussing out on the late and the shame. <laughs> Can we back up for a second? Yep. Who who did we have on that guy band? Uh, Jeffy the Wise. Poor guy. Oh yeah. Rip. Yeah he he taught us about life skill mastery and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Back when Mastery first came out, that's when we had him on. I think it was the week uh, uh, Life Skill Mastery came on or came out, right? Or the week after? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I think he's still playing Arcades or something. Uh, Matthias Ward. I saw him playing Crowfall a while back. Oh. Okay. Uh, Speaking wait. of dead MMOs. Also, Svarnir <laughs> Turn said dislike for pussing out on the laden. I, I got it to try, man. Like, Ted's, I don't even know if Ted's worth the stack. Because you get like, it's like six bill plus it's probably going to tank even more once everyone gets that. Once we get early graduation in a couple weeks or whenever it is. Uh, no. Come on. It's not worth. Let me get my 1.7 bill and move on. Um, <laughs> Matthias War says, nice one guys. Fun watching you do the dungeon. Rezar, quote, okay. I just got the title. Rip. Don't know what it's trying to imply. I don't like it. Kick W. And I did die. I did die in the dungeon. You did. Have you tried uh, Elvia one? Fuck no. Dal. Well, Reslar does have news that we want to. I want to share with the commenters because I think you mentioned it beforehand. But Reslar has sold his Tet Blackstar armor and got a Dim Tree and is upgrading it and going to get a Fallen God. Yep. Um. I don't know why my cursor is flickering like that. That's weird. Um. Yeah, Frederick Mullen says, Hi, when you talked about the cap on Siege, none mentioned this is a hit on incentive to get higher gear score. Personally, I'm 630 gear score and I'm doing currently a big grind to get a pen neck, but if they're going to release capped arena 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, capped node war, and capped Siege, why would I grind mobs? What's the incentive to get better gear? I'm too far to compete with the non-capped people anyway that's going to be at Calpheon. I do see this as an overall good change to get more people into PvP, but I'm worried how many hours grinding has been for nothing. If I could just hop onto season for a, a week and do the same content without any power gap compared to grinding for a year. And no, grinding in a circle for hours on end isn't fun. You do that believing you'll be having more fun in other content at a later stage. All right, again, I, 
I don't like when people judge me. I actually do enjoy grinding in circles. <laughs> I, I know I, I know people don't believe me when I say it, but I actually like even when I'm not streaming, I will I just grind. I'll literally just grind. And sometimes when my loot scrolls up, if I don't have time to do another loot scroll, I'll actually kill mobs without a loot scroll. That actually happens. So I love my circles. I grew up playing like hack and slash Diablo and I, we went to hell cow level every day, all day for two years, three years, four years. And we just killed cows. I don't mind grinding. I think it's, it's actually kind of fun. Um, so yeah, some of us actually do enjoy grinding, but separately, uh, I still think there's a lot of aspects to the game. Some people do look to PVE and some of the, some of the things that make grinding interesting for some people is comparing like how much trash you get like how much money did i make in this hour can i get more efficient can i like what can i do differently to fix this or change this is my positioning good and comparing it to other people and and you know i don't know it, there, there's a lot to it and there's a lot of other aspects of the game where your gear actually still matters so yeah if you want to only do tier one node wars and only cap siege and only the arena rbf that's you know that's or the capped uh, arenas or whatever. That's, yeah, that's your prerogative. But I don't think everyone is only gonna do that stuff. I think they'll keep gear relevant for a while, especially when they release new content and like the dungeon, for example, they're not gear capping the LVA version of the dungeon um, anytime soon. They're about to add another three biomes. So at least in my opinion, I, I don't think that part's gonna change. I also think that's like a very, that's a problem that a lot of, we people feel as BDO players where it's like we feel as if we have to be playing BO at all times and have to be pushing gear at all times even if we don't enjoy it and that's a very like self-deprecating cycle to be in where it's like okay well if you feel that your gear is fine like you have the gear for to do those things and that's all you want to do play something else hop on do your siege hop on do pvp whatever and then go play something else right like you don't have to be grinding 24 7 and pushing gear if it's not what you want and it can be hard to break away from that cycle but i mean once you do you'll definitely be in a much better mental state for sure like don't you definitely shouldn't force yourself to do it yeah um he goes on to say, too, also, they need to balance classes somehow regarding Siege. When there's incentive to get such a high amount of silver, it's going to force meta a lot more than it already does. What would be your recommendation to balance out range versus melee? Would a max gear cap per class work, i.e. 15 whiz max, 15 witch max, um, and then the rest with uh, 20 other classes or DP increase to all melee? Um... I mean, I don't know. I, I have to see. It, it depends on what is strong, right? Like, I think, um, I know it's a word that a lot of people hate because archers suffer from it and rangers hate it too. But, I mean, split damage split damage does kind of make it so In if you're just hitting large groups, you're not just murdering everyone with ranged abilities um, where it doesn't negatively affect 1v1. If you're just like 1v1ing someone, your split damage is not as relevant. So that that is an option but outside of that like i don't know i'd have to see what ends up being like the meta and if the meta is actually working and um for me personally i i really think right now castle's biggest problem is that you have to fight in a choke um with the way node wars are like the meta has really changed there's a lot of sages and novas but it's not like a guild is just winning because they have sages and novas like you can split up and and rat 
these guilds out and fight in groups and and kill people so i don't know um it just depends on if they end up just keeping the castle and how that works out to me but i don't know if anyone else has any ideas like how do you balance like siege in that regard of range versus melee I mean, I think that's something that's not even like a problem that's synonymous or new to just BDO. Balancing the effectiveness of range versus melee has been an age-old problem in MMOs forever. It's not like something that's new to BDO, and I don't really think there's an easy solution to it, right? Like, I, I'm glad that I don't personally have to find out the solution but obviously it feels bad whichever side you're on if your side isn't doing good at the current time. It's just more so that in BDO, it's always been really heavily weighted towards that range side, right? Like the only time that I can remember where there was any kind of conflicting views in the meta was back when the original server merge happened where like on Uno, the meta was to have majority rangers, spam descending current and range. And that was like the meta, like most of the big guilds like Black Rose and Barcode and stuff that were on Uno were almost 80% rangers. Well, then the server merge happened and you had the Uno boys that had a lot of frontliners like Zerkers and uh, Warriors and things like that. And they just steamrolled, right? Because that the conflicting meta styles but that was like the last time that i remember that there was any kind of difference in strategies nowadays it just kind of seems like you know whichever side has more range and i'm not sure how they can fix that honestly dude uno boys dude to your point about the range um i mean this is a old old reference but if anyone ever played ion you that game came out and when you the end game was the abyss and you could fly. You'd get your wings at level 9. It was something you looked forward to. You'd get these zones and levels where you could fly. And then eventually they just made it so you couldn't fly in any of the newer areas because ranged classes were impossible to balance against melee classes in flight combat. It was like it was like impossible to deal with. Um, I don't know. Rain, it's tough. Like, like Kerr was saying, I, I don't know how the hell you balance it, but... Yeah, I don't have a good solution. Like, just making melee classes tanky means if a melee class gap closes on a range class, the what does the range class do, right? Um, so I don't know if that solution works either. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe range should just overall be like limited, um, to only a few classes. Like, don't keep adding range, although they're adding a harpoon and cannons apparently to the new class. So who knows? Maybe that's the solution to fighting Wizwitch is just harpooning them down. Yeah, um, I think adding different objectives maybe could be something they could do, like to like li limit the choke yeah. points, maybe, right? Well, maybe set up objectives that actually like help improve you, you know, in some capacity, like uh, a very weird example, but um maybe like um like back in the day World of Warcraft's original battlegrounds was um, um, Warsong Gulch, if I remember correctly, or no, what was the the Frostwolf one? I can't remember. It's been so long; it's been over like fifteen years since I played that game. Um, but yeah, so basically, you would take certain points, and then you could potentially release a golem on the uh, the enemy's base, thus like either prompting the enemy to try to focus it down and kill it or um they would end up you know 
potentially losing that way just because the golem's going to go in and tear shit up leading up to a certain point. But uh, yeah, having some other objectives and whatnot, maybe making like, for example, siege less focused around just necessarily killing the forts and then, um, you know, just taking the keep. You could, there could be some different avenues to that. Add Baron. Add Baron. <laughs> Baron. Oh gosh. But yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's a really rough, like balancing act between range and melee. And I don't, think many mmos have been able to get it right but it definitely isn't like a problem that's synonymous with bdo it's just like a thing that is present in pretty much all mmos that i've ever played um his third point is when you do this live on sunday at siege for eu can you change to saturday perhaps um he's saying saturday like eu saturday uh it's tough because uh the work schedule of, of everyone is a little bit different so um yeah i don't know it's kind of tough like this is like kind of the most convenient time that we could get where everyone can come on at the same time um i don't know it's not like necessarily permanent or set in stone so we'll look in the future but yeah yeah we've changed it a couple times in the past um mr spectacular 37 says uh have you guys heard or tried Sword of Legends online? If yes, what are your thoughts? If not, you should give it a shot. I'm liking it so far. Awesome content as usual. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, I watched a video, a few videos watching the gameplay, which is why I don't play it. What about you guys? I've <laughs> seen some advertisements for it, but I haven't actually looked at anything personally. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't tried it. I really struggle with the art style of certain of it, it, the art style kind of reminds me of this old this really really old mmo called fiesta i don't know if you guys remember that game but it's it was like a it was like i don't know i i don't really visuals is huge for me dude like if i it, visuals in a game is really big and i if i don't click with the visuals i'm really not pressed to try it unless the peer pressure factor comes in yeah the atmosphere is huge like the the world like dude it's one of the things like red dead redemption i always talk about like red dead redemption has this really cool they did like such an awesome job of making it feel like everything around you is alive and like moving and active and matters and also like your depth perception like the distance that things are feels like really natural and like so sometimes i know it's sort of legends like everything feels either zoomed in or zoomed super far out and it's like kind of cartoony they don't really have a an art style i don't know like one of the am games... i crazy or does every chinese mmo look exactly the same they all look pretty damn similar yeah i mean some look better than other there's that one crazy pay to win one that has like insane graphics but i forget the name of it what is the what is that one with uh god lazy peon talked about it. it's that one that was famous for having like um the dude spent like three million dollars or whatever something wushu right or is it what was the name of that one was it something wushu let's see i forget three million fucking dollars age of, age wushu? of wushu is that it i kind of think that's it i think it was that one we're that's like the insane. graphic it also is like um the graphics look like really cool or i haven't looked at this maybe now it looks outdated 
but when I, I remember seeing it originally and thinking like, dude, the graphics here look pretty cool. Um, but it's also, it also has the same style. This is like the best version of that, but it, yeah, it's like, it's literally like that same style, but you like jump in the air and fly and do all sorts of like crazy stuff. And it has some pretty cool skill. Every class is a lawn for some reason. It was 3 million yen for housing items. Yeah, someone sold an item for a lot. Was, I think someone sold a sword. It was a sword for like 2 mil or something like that. It was a lot. Dude, you know what? What, what was that game that came out that um, was a single-player game that came to console only called like a... Oh, my God. It had insane graphics. Um, I think it was a PS4 exclusive. That Like the leaves and the wind and everything in it looked insane. Ghost of Tsushima. Dude, that if a game came out, I don't care how bad the game is. Oh, yeah. I am game, trying a game that has graphics too. like that, dude. Yeah, that oh game. Oh my god. Um Yeah, that do you know do you know what I'm talking about, Kerr? Yeah, I do. It's like the um uh, it's it has that that theme uh, it's not like Dark Souls esque, but it's like it had a Creed type feel. Yeah, it's like that it has it's like an Asian y spin on Assassin's Creed. Sort of like what's the other game? Uh Yeah, it's I can't a, think of the other one. Sicario. Yeah, 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 like that one, like yeah. Sekiro. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it looks it it just like the wind and the trees and like the way everything looks, the blues. It's really good. Did I pronounce Sicario. it wrong? Sicario. Whatever, dude. Okay. Sicario <laughs> is a movie about Mexican drug cartels. Hell yeah, I saw that movie actually not that long ago. <laughs> it's a uh -huh. good movie. Hey, whatever, dude. Okay. I heard there was a sequel that wasn't as good. Whatever, man. All right. I never play. I don't play single player games really, which is why I'd never play this. But like the leaves on the ground and the lighting and stuff like that looks nuts. Although it ended up coming out on PS4, but the actual like demo looked way cooler. And then the PS4 version came out and it's like, oh yeah, it's on a PS4. So one of their biggest oversight is they never had a PC release. Yeah. Like I think, yep. I think even if they came We're out and did a PC for it, money with a PC release. Yeah, for sure. Um, Triconex says, uh, amazing siege idea, mainly rewards for each player and finally being able to node war when holding castle. Second one keeps a lot of strong guilds away from siege. I really don't mind the siege process itself. Bashing my head into the gate, fine, but really need some meaningful rewards and not being punished for taking part in the most end game PVP that exists by not being able to PVP for a week. I don't mind the caps, fine by me. At least more people can join, thought. Uh, though this may stop people from just progressing, and if that's true, then why do we even need rewards? <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't think so. I would be shocked I... if anyone... I mean, I want to participate in Siege. I want to participate in the ranked arenas or whatever the hell in the future that are all gear capped, and I still am, like, trying really hard to gear up, so... I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, why would you stop progressing for if by them adding caps on yeah, sieges when it's literally one time a week for what four hours tops it's literally one day a week for a couple hours it's not even like the like 10 percent of your overall gameplay time yeah and you're gonna need gear to fight off sheriffs in the future you know 
And like, how are you gonna def- how are you gonna actually hold a grind spot, right? If you don't push gear, I think I like the idea that them adding caps might actually add in some different kind of strategies depending on the way they go with with like um, class balance in the next few months with the with the gear cha- or the uh, the class reboots for the older classes. Maybe we'll see, but I don't think it's a bad thing that they're adding some kind of a gear cap. Yeah. Dude, I hope my biggest hope with the reworks is that um flow ascension gets some button conflict changes, you know what I mean? Um king king <laughs> king 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 go taru. Uh Corsair is pretty good in 1v1, not sure what this guy's on about. LOL. Uh Alex Iglesias says, "I don't get why people are bitching about the rewards at all. It's pretty fun. It's relatively fast and better than most grind spots for that time investment at each gear level. What's not to like? I feel like people just want an activity they um have to put no effort into and get billions out of because they're disheartened by the gear curve, but that's the game you either going to like it or hate it. Um and if you can go if you don't." Um Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I'm looking at the overarching theme with them adding in the dungeons where it's like, okay, the first one, if you, if you follow the trend that the first one is quite possibly the worst of them all that are to come, then it can only get better. And then again, you get to the point where we have all four dungeons released. You could literally just pick a night of the week, get together with your boys in Discord, run all four dungeons, shoot the shit, have a good time, make some silver. I don't see a problem with it. It can look bad if you're looking at just this first dungeon in a vacuum and thinking like they're not going to add any more, but there's still three more to come, right? So yeah. I wouldn't be too quick to to judge and like grab the pitchforks. Randomly... I uh, like kind of what uh, uh, Blue's mentioning that like T1, some people do stop at T1s and they don't feel the need to progress anymore. Like, I think it's actually kind of cool that there's an option. If you are someone that's like, dude, I don't want to grind or I don't want to like gear progress for a long time, like that you can just play the game in these certain areas and exclude yourself from the places that need like super high gear. If you just want to like do the content that has the caps and stop there. Like now it's just an additional option, really. I don't think it entirely replaces. I think it's more of like an additional option. Yeah, and I think that like mentality comes from the I always have to be grinding. I always have to be upgrading. I always have to be doing something, but you really don't. You know what I mean? You can enjoy one aspect of the game and then play something else without blowing up your gear. If you just want to hop on for Siege on Saturday, that's cool. Do that, right? And then play something else. You don't have to like be all or nothing. You don't have to always be grinding if you're not enjoying it. Not everybody is frosty, and that's okay. Like That's fine. Just do what you want to do, right? True. I'm sorry, I was dismissive about that guy's comment. Corsair is pretty good in 1v1. Not sure what this guy's on about. It's it's not. It has no good matchups. Bad in 1v1. <laughs> I'm just telling it like it is. If it was good in 1v1, I, I would I promise I would say. I have no reason to say otherwise. It, it's it's not good in 1v1. Um I do think uh, question. Do you think it's better to have two castle regions that are capped and one uncapped rather than one capped and then two uncapped 
It just depends what they end up doing with Balnos and Serendia, right? I assume at least one of those is going to end up capped. And, um, and then maybe they can change. But I don't know. I'm not really sure. See, I, I almost feel like they should have Serendia and Balanos maybe be uncapped and then have the castles be the uncapped. Dude, if or you... maybe if you want to have one more castle be capped, then I guess. I, I just feel like if you run through a castle uncapped right now, it's horrible. Specifically the two castles. Like the one castle that they left uncapped is the one that's like manageable to run through chokes because it's like actually has openings. But Medaya and Valencia to me, I think will be a much better experience with caps where you're not just like your character doesn't exist the moment you look <laughs> at the gate. That's true. So I, I don't know. But what well, I don't know what they're gonna do. They're saying they're reworking Serendia and Balanos entirely, like in different ways. So I until we know what that is, I, I don't know. But um I mean, I, I kind of see your point. Like, maybe, at least for testing purposes, maybe one. But, um, I don't know. Those castles suck to run through anyway. So, I, I'd rather be gear captain, work together with your team to kill people than just, like, dying, standing up instantly. I mean, I like the idea of, like, strategy becoming the determining factor. More so than which guild has more 700 gear score, witches, and sages. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Jordan Dodge says two things. One, why did they give us the Vaha earring? It's a time-gated distortion. Um, I don't understand the reason behind making it exactly a disto. You can farm distos easier and faster. They should have attached BSR to it at least. Um, two, the siege cap is nice, but as a Sork, I'm afraid of the cap. I already don't one combo at T1s. Was stoked to use my 300 plus AP in siege, and now I just feel like most of my gear Progress for Siege is now useless, and I still won't feel useful in large scale besides the utility of being annoying as a Sork. Um, I don't feel like a Nuke Assassin, more like a buzzing gnat in the back line, while Ninja Suck, Hash, etc. can one combo. Also, uh, with the dungeon loot on the comments, with you asking what game has dungeons that are hard in the beginning, yes, they should be hard at the start, but in WoW or FF14, if I die in any form high-end content, I don't have a chance of losing 300 mil per death. I just lose 10 seconds on Mythic Plus timer. I think they should look at crystals from the Elvia dungeon. I don't want to lose an Elkar then have to grind Kratuga at 630 gear score for hours for a crystal with 400 pre-orders on it. Um, I think if you're prepared for the dungeon, it's really not that hard to not lose crystals. I don't know. Like if you if you actually like learn how to deal with the dungeon and learn that like you're not under any time pressure whatsoever. You don't have to be in there DPSing 100% of the time. If you feel like you get below or you get low, you can just back out, wait it out. You're in no rush to kill the mobs during any part of the dungeon. Um, also, you're really in those spots for such a short amount of time. You like After you've completed the dungeon one time, you go through, you get your 10 keys, and you're, you're done. Like, you just run through it. So it's not like that crazy hard. And then, um, and you pop a loot scroll and you get it pre pretty easily. And you can even just stay in the very beginning part if you want to farm up your 10 keys. And then, um, and then the boss at the end doesn't take your crystals. So I don't know. I, I still don't think it's that bad. Um, as far as the tier one thing, I don't know. Rez, are, are ninjas and hashes easily one comboing people and, and sorks are not? Like what's the relationship in tier ones? Uh, like uh, Sorks are having some issues. I think a little bit like 
one comboing cleanly in T1s. I think in hards, again, because the caps seem to be backwards for some reason right now, so it's actually easier to kill people on hards than easies. I think on hards it's a little bit easier. Um, but still, I don't care because you have crows. And even on T1s, crows, I've seen crows wipe entire guilds. So, fuck you. Listen, listen, Frosty, you should never acknowledge a Sork who says they do no damage. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I always get baited by it, dude. They all say it, too. It's, like, such bullshit. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. I mean, I the mean, BSR, BSR GRJ still does plenty of damage on T1s. Of course, that's at the cost of BSR. But And if you're a good enough Sork and you're on a hard, I don't think you're having that much trouble when comboing people. I don't know. What other class can literally dance in a group of 15 other players, not take any damage, and get out fine? Yeah. It's one skill that does damage every 50 seconds. It's a, yeah, it's a 25-second cooldown. Other than... Okay, yes. Sage. <laughs> sage. Exactly. Sage. So if you have... Exactly. <laughs> sage, dude. Sage. Fucking sage, dude. So, um, I wouldn't stress it, man. Uh, the Vaha's earring thing. Uh, I think if they made it have BSR or something, then it would be even less value. I don't know. It'd be hard because right now you don't feel like you need it, so they'll stock up as people list them, and then as their supply goes up and Disto supply goes down, people buy those, and then vice versa. Like it's basically just the same relationship between Layton and Ogre. Um, I guess they could have made it just drop Distos. But I don't know. It's just like a little bit extra money, I guess. I don't think it matters that much. Um, let's see. What's the other thing, too? Um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't, I don't know. To, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I'm not so like, I don't really care that much about the crystal thing. Apparently, no one wants to lose crystals. I don't think, I, I feel like losing crystals isn't even that bad. And it's funny too, because like a lot of the people that are complaining about losing crystals are the same people that grief people all the time in grind spots and get fed to mobs and lose their crystals. Like it's like their hobby, losing crystals. So I don't know. I Is losing crystals like the worst thing? Ever? It's not even that bad. We've all lost crystals. It sucks for like a half a second and then you go your, your crystal back and it's not that big a deal. I don't know. Um. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Uh, Spliff Moon, I've uh, been loving the outro song. Is that Frosty's band? Uh, I actually don't play with them anymore. I told Rezzler that to stop putting it in the videos, but he still keeps putting, or the, the link in the video, <laughs> still keeps putting it. I don't play with them anymore though. We're on a, we're on a separation. Uh, Super Sour Cat says, I don't think the video quality guy realizes just how much storage a high bitrate 4K video that's two to three hours long takes up. That's true, Rose. Are you out of hard drive space? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm pretty all right. I got a uh, cause I got a new SSD, and so uh, I moved a whole bunch of stuff off of my hard drive. So I actually have a bunch of room. It's more so the rendering time. Um, like I'd like to be able to use my PC during the day, so I don't want to render a three-hour video. <laughs> Or a mm. four-hour video in such a high resolution because that'll literally take like six to eight hours. So, yeah, someone said you already had a huge hard drive for the hentai. Um, yeah, but that one's almost full. So, hey guys, I just got a sudden emergency that popped up, so I'm gonna dip. Okay, all right, brother.
Spider-Man. Um, yeah, it's uh, just rendering time. Uh, Mutiny says, I was thinking uh, maybe that Awakened Corsair is holding a somehow a cannon rammer, the thing you prep a cannonball with. <laughs> Are those called cannon rammers? What a horrible name. <laughs> cannon rammers. Oh yeah, there's God. probably a more technical name for it, but God knows what it is. A ramrod. Someone says it's a ramrod. That no matter how you slice it, it's never going to be a great name. Good thing that the weapon is not a ramrod. An awakened ramrod. Uh, Bloodwolf says the pen accessory daily is only a temporary daily. I dislike it as well, but it should be lots of effort to get a pen. So a daily for 70 plus days sounds okay. Um, they should have included more spots to grind. Perhaps they could have added a choice between dailies or weekly. However, the weekly will result in more silver cost. So obviously the more effort, the cheaper it costs in the end. And if uh, you have silver but less time, then do the weekly and spend a lot. Spend a bit more, but both get the same result in the same time. Yeah, I wish they had way more grind spots on that list. Dude, I've been slacking yeah. on that daily so hard. Like... <sighs> I'm not saying you have to put, like, Star's End on it, but, like, why isn't, like, Thornwood on that list, you know? Yeah, Thornwood, all of the potion spots would be kind of cool to have on that list. Because it, it doesn't feel as bad when you're doing it and you're, like, two birds, one stoning it. Like, the, I think Ronaros is one of them, right? Or Manchums. So it feels like, yeah, oh, I, always I might do get Manchums. But I wish it was a weekly dude where it's like I can hop on, bang out 10, make it 10,000 kills or some shit, and I yeah. can kill all those and be done and it'd be a weekly. But for the daily, fuck, dude. I don't know. I have all the, I have this like looming existential dread with dailies, and I, I get like, fuck, dude. And the next Same. thing I know, I haven't done it in two weeks. Same. I, yeah. I mean, I've been pretty responsible. I haven't missed a day yet, but it, every day i'm like wow oh my god it's I've time missed a lot of days <laughs> yeah i want it to be over so i don't want to like look back and be like damn it i need to catch up i just want to i get also it done. still need to do week two of the zarka thing okay that's just weird what you haven't done the you haven't gotten your free ap yet no sir all right dude you're slacking he's gonna get that. well my computer was broken whenever all that fancy stuff came out so ah okay okay that makes sense yeah, I started later than everybody, and now I'm just, like, off sync, so I gotta, like, find people that'll do it with me, basically. Yeah. I mean, they take seven minutes, dude. Someone could help you. Tell your friends they're lazy if they're telling you no. Um, Who? I don't know. Whoever in your guild. Right, but you you said friends. God. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pink, Feels bad, bro. <laughs> Pink Master says... You guys want a shirt on your character? And he makes a face. Some people don't. I kind of do, but some people don't. At least give me the option to wear a shirt. Uh, Frank's 80 says, People who complain about running to the church guy when enhancing obviously don't remember making negative karma alt and dying to guards over and over. Also can't wait to enhance somewhere other than Belia. Yeah. Can you buy Reblath at every blacksmith? I, f I don't even, I forget. Or is it only no. the Belia one? Cannot buy it at every vendor, right? Why? Why is that? That is that is so weird to me. I'm tired of enhancing in Belia, man. Salt water in the air annoys me. Uh, Pink Master says, "Why people compare every single things in the game with value per hour? 
yeah you could grind the best spot in the game the whole time but it's an mmo you should be doing other things too and not only for profit if a dungeon is fun and as some good reward not only a silver yes you should be doing it yes i know if you want gear you need to get silver but you'll be using that gear only if you haven't stopped playing because of a burnout by doing the same thing for months I mean, there's a lot of people that want things. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand people that complain about the Elvia reward. I, they just don't realize how good it is. There's a lot of people also complaining about it because they heard it's bad. Or their friend lost a crystal, so they're tilted. But the reward is actually really good. And if you do it efficiently, it's insanely fast and good money. But um, I do think that it's fair to want rewards for the things that you do. Because you still want to like make progress. You don't want to feel like you have to halt your progress all the time to do things that are fun. I also look at it kind of in a different lens of like they have a backlog of content to add for people to do at various stages of the game. So it's understandable that like the first dungeon they add isn't crazy good rewards and isn't the hardest difficulty. But then as they go and go, they get harder and harder and the rewards get better and better and more worth your time, right? Like yeah. in a perfect world, maybe you would think. Like So that's why I just don't jump down their throat and knee jerk too hard on the first dungeon i think yeah. around the third if we're still having such overarching issues then it's like okay you know maybe we have a problem but you know we, we got three <laughs> dungeons to go right so yeah. kind of give it a little bit um house of mana says at 3110 uh, spiro had me and my roomie howling oh my fucking god quote taps for the boy or tarps tarps off for the boys I'm going to be tarp off doing push-ups chest day for the boys, end quote. Hell yeah, dude. Tarps off for the boys. Yeah. Last week, Kurt Sphero was freaking out about the costume and he was talking about how him and his boys going to walk around with no <laughs> shirt, doing push-ups. He was so hyped, dude. He's like, dude, you look fucking cracked with that shirt off in the new outfit. He, he was pretty hyped. He was like, we're going to be doing chest day together. He was going all out. With fucking dead, dude. <laughs> dude. Uh, something void says how do you guys feel about the fact that they've been trying to make awakening and succession almost two different classes and probably will do even harder on it with the class reworks personally I'd rather them just go back on the whole succession thing and fuse it with awakening to make uh, it much more diverse and less boring class especially in PVE and half the number of classes at the same time alright well here's the thing at least the way the grind spots are set up now if you do that in PVE you're literally just cutting out you're gonna use, you're still gonna use only the five best skills, regardless of if the five best are from your awakening or if the five best are from your pre-awakening or if they're a mixed match, right? So PVE isn't gonna change if you fuse it. And I actually think it makes it, if you were to fuse it, I think that makes it less diverse. Like it makes the individual class have more stuff to it, but I think that classes overall have a lot of stuff. And I, I think it's kind of cool that you can choose a spec and a style if it doesn't fit you. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I like I like that suck and awakening are two different things, personally. I I agree. Like I, I like it when you have the classes that have the two viable specs, right? For example, Lon, you have Succession who is top tier PvE god, meat grindering mobs with your eyes closed. And then you could switch to Awakening and be top tier 1v1 god, right? So it's like I think it's fine. I don't. I don't think they should get rid of succession. There's just obviously there are some that are have that are more 
impactful than others and that's just more so like a balance thing but i think it's fine i think it's okay that every class can't do everything right so i'm, I'm the opposite on every class can't do everything i like i think every class should be able to, i like the well my favorite is ninja i i think like the way ninja awakening and suck are is like they're both pretty viable for anything and you, literally you're only choosing it based on like what you like like when you talk to armin about it he's like yeah i just i like succession or when you talk to yellow like this style is just more my fit but other people prefer awakening like block jump so i think it's cool i like that relationship personally well like i don't mean that every class shouldn't be able to like do anything i mean i more so mean that every class doesn't have to be like awakened sage where they're top tier in pretty much yeah, every aspect for right? sure for sure every class should definitely have the ability to do like to take part in every bits of content but it doesn't have to be you know top tier at every single thing right it just needs to be viable definitely um yeah, and someone's saying, yeah, but Suck Ninja is an actual spec. Like, Suck Ninja, I don't know what it is about the successions. If you run through all the successions, Suck Ninja, like, 100% got, like, the most time put into it by the devs. There's so much complexity to Suck Ninja. It's actually, like, like compared to some of the other successions. And this is the one after the, like, this is after they nerfed the alert stance, right? Like, the super zoomy crazy one when he was released. Yeah. And then, well, they they half reverted it though. Yeah, but, true. Yeah. They did half revert it. Yeah, they just got to give suck tamer an S block. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never gonna happen, dude. Uh, something. Uh, oh wait. Uh, Yumanadai says day one twenty eight, and I still don't. And I still don't know if he is Reslar. Uh, a pleasure making memes during the streams. You guys are the best. Thanks, Yumi. <laughs> I love how I love how that was a meme. That we recorded that, and that's the one that Rustane decided to use. I know. Because for anyone who doesn't know, the reason why it sounds like I'm saying it as a question in the intro is because Frosty said that I was doing that on all of the recordings that we did. And so I, I did it intentionally like that, like super like heavy. And then that's the one that Rustane was like, oh yeah, that's the good one. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's our show. That's all the comments. Um, if you want to comment in the future, please feel free to do so. Anytime you uh you comment on the video, we read it live on the show. So, um, if you want to tell us that we're wrong or tell me that I'm an idiot, and Corsair actually is good at one v one, we're happy to read that out loud. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for commenting and the support. And uh, dude, Kerr, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man, it was fun. Thanks for having me. It is. We, it was a big day too. Lot, lot going yeah, big on. Big day. But uh, where can where can people find you at, Kerr? Yeah, it's just uh, Twitch.tv/khur. What class are they gonna oh, yeah. see you on when they go there? Oh God, dude. Tamer, dude. But listen, Tamer isn't as dog as she once was. Okay, dude. Listen, her PVE is passable and top tier in underwater. And uh most of her struggles are just in like group shit, like large scale. So what's your current it's tag? Better. I don't have a tag. Currently. Ooh, that's oh yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Do you ever play succession or you only like awakening? Yeah, I play both. Okay. I play both. Uh depending on the spot i'm at 
Yeah. I kind of feel like Succession and Awakening for her have a pretty good balance right now where it's like Succession is raw damage, but no protection slash HP sustain. Whereas Awakening is like a lot of protection and sustain, but not as much damage and AOE size and reach. So I think they both are, they have a pretty good like like system where both are viable at different situations, which is good. Um... All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. Rez, do you want to close this out? Sure. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, so much for watching. Hopefully, you guys did enjoy. Uh, make sure to check out Kerr. Link will be in the description of the video or the uh, MP3, whatever you're listening to this on. Uh, so check him out. Uh, when usually do you stream, Kerr? Do you have, like, a schedule? No schedule. I'm all over the place. All over the place. So make sure you give him a follow so that way you know whenever he is uh, going live. Um, you can also follow us on our Twitch channels. All that's in the description. Uh, Frosty is uh, twitch.tv slash uh, so Frosty. Mine is not Reslar. Nyashi's who had to bounce is Nyashi underscore NA. Uh, shout out again to the patrons. We appreciate you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Oh, you're mine.